Hey friends, you're listening to the spinoff show here on the Jock and Nerd podcast. On this episode, I have on a good friend of mine, someone that I met out in Las Vegas a few years ago, just kind of randomly, and we've stayed in touch. And I learned about her through staying in touch and learned that not only is she an awesome person, but she's a digital marketing professional that has started up a couple businesses is out in New York doing her thing. Um, she's also got over 59,000 followers on Instagram. So you could call her kind of an influencer, although I'm sure she would push that aside and say she isn't. But she's definitely influencing people professionally and socially. Her name is Carolyn Zamora, and we talk about a wide variety of topics. And now you're going to check it out. This is The Jock Spinner Show. And we're recording, Carolyn. How's it going? Hey, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> it's been, how long has it been since we've talked? Like, actually um, talked? I feel like very long time. I haven't talked to you since I moved to New York. Um, I mean, here and there, we've, like, texted, but I don't think we've had, like, a real conversation in at least two years. Probably, yeah. So I, I met Carolyn when I visited Las Vegas one time when you were living out there. Yes. And then... Um, we've kind of kept in touch, um, but you've gone on to do bigger and better things since Las Vegas, and apparently you have this Instagram where you just have a casual 59,000 followers, no big deal. Um, you're doing all this marketing stuff. What are you doing in New York? How did you get all these followers? Just tell me what's going on in your life. Well, right now I am going to drink a little bit of Hennessy because I'm feeling awkward because I am an awkward turtle. And I'm encouraging you to drink with me. I'm having an Apex Predator, so... I have no idea what that is, but it sounds like a beer, so cheers. It is a beer, cheers. And I'm, of course I cheers the mic. As you I cheers do. the mic, yes. <laughs> that is your thing. Mm. Okay, let's see. So what am I doing in New York? Um, I'm doing a couple different things. I'm currently working as the director of digital marketing for a weighted blanket company that launched about two years ago called Gravity Blankets. Um, we really kind of pioneered this space and it's been really interesting. We did, we were like Kickstarter baby and we launched um, in the summer mm-hmm. and closed out like $5 million by the end of the campaign. So that what was, was the goal? Uh, I think the goal that we had on there was, Less than five hundred thousand, like wow, yeah. Our projection crushed your goal. <laughs> yeah, we're a bit of over. We're we're a little bit of an overachiever. Um, yeah, we did like five million dollars in a span of like thirty days or so. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, and so now we've like kind of changed that into like a whole direct to consumer brand, and now I'm leading digital marketing and growth. So making some products, marketing some products, and uh, have a. Really interesting dynamic position there. Um, I kind of got into that space from starting a marketing company while I was in Vegas. I think I, when I met you, I was just starting it. Were you? Were you? Yeah, you might have been. I don't know. Yeah. That, that's not. The, I don't think that's what came up when we were talking in Vegas. But go ahead. <laughs> they were talking about arguing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Night swim. That's so funny. Yeah. Half party girl, half like marketer, professional. <laughs> I guess. Um, 
Yeah, I, I like started a, a marketing company and then uh, got brought on to do paid acquisition for Gravity. And, um, you know, at the time I was also like starting with a lot of different small businesses, like did a couple things with, with I guess like some UFC fighters. Which yeah, you were just casually hanging out on TV with Uriah Faber and Team Alpha Male. No big deal. <laughs> that was fun. They're all really cool friends. Um, I haven't talked to them in a while, but they, I feel like they've been doing some really cool things. It's just been, you know, sometimes it's just, I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to get into that. It's, it's a little complicated. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, the, the team alpha male guys are super cool and they're super welcoming. And we did a small project with them with another company called CoStar a few years ago. Um, and then I moved to New York and it just didn't really like match up. Like the projects didn't really match up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to what I'm currently doing. Yeah. What are you currently doing? So uh, you're with Gravity Blankets. Yes. Yeah, so I'm with Gravity Blankets. I still have my marketing company. So I'm working with a really cool, like, like sexy sauna company called Higher Dose. Um, What's have, the concept? It's like an infrared sauna with like light therapy and it's like private sauna rooms within like equinoxes and some really nice hotels out in New York. Um, you can get like a dose for like, you can get like mini doses and you can get like full doses and they also have an at home infrared sauna that you could buy and like have a sauna at home, which is great for a lot of people in New York because, you know, like living in New York, you have like such small apartments and not every place is ha- not every like apartment building has a sauna. Right. And like, Seasonal depression, man. That shit is real. <laughs> what's the What's the benefit to an infrared sauna? Um, it actually helps boost your mood. So it helps, like, uh, so dose is for dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. That's okay. it. So you essentially get like a higher dose of those things. Um, I'm also working with the jewelry designer of Louis Vuitton, um, Francesca. She decided to create a a concept brand called Thief and Heist where you could essentially tag people with these like um with these nylon bracelets that have like a 20 that has like a sterling silver clasp so you can like tag a moment kind of like a memento um they don't come off i've had mine for a while now and they just like you keep them on kind of like a kabbalah bracelet meets like modern street sort of brand that makes sense huh. yeah i well i don't really wear bracelets all that often but yeah sure yeah, it's, it's cool. It's cool. It's like a nice little like memento thing. Um, and then just working with a few other companies. And then I also launched two companies. Jesus. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I, what, what are these companies? Is it too, <laughs> is it too soon to reveal or? Um, no, actually. So one company is a supplement company called Recoup. So, uh, we co-found, I co-founded this with, uh, two others. One, person named Anastasia, who's our finance genius. She's amazing. Um, and then we have another Fantastic name. Anastasia. Yeah. yeah, she's great. She used to be like a Wall Street ta- like trader, like a McKinsey consultant. Like she's badass. Um, and then we also have Dan, who is a scientist. Mm, kind of plain. That's a plain name. <laughs> Dan Freed, though. He's great. He's <laughs> okay. like, he works in the like nootropic um, space. He has like a company called Formula where it's like customizable nootropics based on the nootropics, ha- like hacking the brain type shit. Yeah, I never know. Like people call it nootropic, people call it nootropic. Like I never know what to say. Like I, I think it's fine to do it either. I just call I, it brain pills. Right? I just remember hearing the nootropics pitch on Shark Tank, and they got, that guy's got killed. Yeah, well, it, it was. A, <laughs> I feel like on Shark Tank, it's a little bit out of their demo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, he has like a really successful nootropic, nootropic business called Formula where you like get customized stacks. And then um, he created this formula for people who take stimulants. Okay. So if you really like take Adderall or Ritalin or like modafinil or even like caffeine, mm-hmm. um, you know, you when you get like really jittery and like you get overstimulated, like I'll sit there and I'll like, like sign my name a bunch of times because I don't like the way that like my signature looks on a form. Was this because you have too much caffeine in you? Yeah. Or like if you take like modafinil or like Adderall, you mm. know what I mean? And get stuck on one thing and get overstimulated. I don't really take any of those things. Well, I... Do you take a lot of caffeine? Do you drink a bunch of coffee? No, I don't drink coffee at all. Okay, well, you're not our demo. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. Whatever. I'm not trying to uh, put, uh, put any holes in this. Uh, but yeah, any sort of stimulant, it's um, it helps like reduce the negative side effects. So like not being able to sleep at night or being overly stimulated and mm. like being jittery. Like I get the jitters when I drink too much caffeine. And then I'll like focus on like the worst things that I, I shouldn't even be focusing on. What do you focus on? I don't know. Like, <laughs> What's wrong with the world? I mean, always. Um, that's my journal entry at the end of the night is usually like, okay, here are like the top 10 things that I hate about the world right now. Like, Oh my God. Ugh. But um, Are you yeah. still on a crusade to, to change things and all that? Always, man. <laughs> Let me tell you, I haven't. Okay, well, it's been six days since I ate meat. Whoa. Okay. Wait. Let me give some context to this before you continue going. When I first met Carolyn in Las Vegas, one of the first bits of conversation she had with me was, "Hey, do you want to argue with me? Let's debate right now." It's like, what? what? No, I don't want to argue. Like, Let's debate. Let's debate. You think you could beat me in a debate? I'm like, maybe. Let's try something. And then she would say some sort of topic that was a topic that could be debated across like party lines or conservative or liberal lines. And I was just like, I, I agree with you. There's nothing to debate on this. Oh, this is going to yeah. be very interesting. Co- this isn't going to be very interesting debate. This boy, I tried to do something like, do you believe that blue lives matter? Like something where it's like, all right. We, we, yeah. yeah. We you just want to start hot right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I mean, part of the whole thing was like living in Vegas. I was very like understimulated, you know, like I couldn't have these types of conversations with people. So I just like come in hot with the questions like, yo, where do you think we are in this political climate? Like, what do you think <laughs> about gun control? Like, what are you doing right now to help our homeless population? Like, People be like, I don't fucking care. So any opportunity I had to debate, I'd have to be like, all right, let's like talk about something real. <laughs> Are you saying that because in Vegas everyone's just very superficial, or it's a very conservative community, or what? What? What is that? Your read on Vegas? Uh, I mean, I think most of the conversations that I had in Vegas, like, yo, can you hook me up with a bottle? Right. Are like, hey, like, what are the best nightclubs to go to? And I'm like. I don't know. Do you got a guy for some Coke? Yeah, essentially. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Or like, do you have any hot friends? Do you guys want to come out tonight? And I'm like, I have hot friends, but we don't want to fuck with you. Like, it's cool. Yeah, and especially when you ask like that, right? Yeah. Just right off the bat. But hey, I mean, like, at the same time, being out with my friends, like, I got to meet other people like you, and it was cool. Like, we had a bunch of fun at, at Night Swim. Uh, I think I still have pictures that we had you guys take of us, like, <laughs> oh yeah, pool. your sick back, back tattoo. Yeah, yeah. That was. Uh, I think that was my picture. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that we had you take it. Yeah, yeah. You're, it wasn't finished yet, though. Is the tattoo finished? No, I actually go back. Um, Mom, Dad, if you're listening to this, like <laughs> listening now. Um, <laughs> they do. They, do they not know? <laughs> no. Really? No. Yeah. So I have. How do you hide that? 
They don't. Are they just? They just don't like social media, huh? Um. Or you? You don't follow, let them follow you. Uh, I don't think all my the parents above. Know, all of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, they don't know. I like have a very different personality on. Well, not very different. Like I literally posted thoughts and prayers, like T H O T S and prayers, as like my like one of my most recent photos on my Facebook. But the old people on my Facebook don't know what they. What I'm writing, they probably think I'm just misspelling things. Um, but I don't post my tattoo on Facebook, so I don't show my oh, okay. family. Um, yes. Why? And, How old? Are, wait, you're you're in your late twenties, probably, right? Yeah, I'm 27, but oh, you're still like mid to late twenties. You're an adult. I mean, I yeah, I'm an adult. I'm a very self sufficient, independent adult. I like right. live in New York by myself. Like, but yeah, you're paying rent in New York. You should be fine. Yeah, but I'm still scared of my mother. Like, <laughs> you don't grow out of being scared of your mom. Sure. Um, yeah, and so, like, I, I mean, I've been working on this tattoo for a very, very long time, and I finally finish it next month. Um, or not even next month. I finish it in, like, a couple weeks. Neat. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be fun. I uh, just realized that um, – I don't think she'll listen to this, but – She probably won't. No, my, and if she I, does, hi, mom. I know. Um, I'm actually supposed to be going to LA to surprise my best friend for her birthday in two weeks, and then I get tattooed the day after, so I don't think anybody knows I'm going to LA. Oh, well, I mean, this show might come out this week, so. Yeah, well, I'll just be like, don't listen to it. It's not worth it. It's really, yeah. sh- just listen to it later. Yeah, it's just some idiot. It's just me talking to some idiot that I met <laughs> in Vegas. God, that's so funny that we met in Vegas. Like, did yeah, you I mean, ever think that, like, we would end up actually being friends? No. <laughs> like, oh, she's just some party chick in Vegas. Like, it's all good. No, but the thing is, like, if I meet people that I think are, like, smart, I will try to, like, at least keep in touch. But most of the time, it doesn't end up working. Like, I just, whatever. Like, it, we, there's always that thing, those, those times when you go to Vegas, and I've been to Vegas a lot, where you go out, meet a bunch of people. You stay in touch for like the next day, maybe two days after you leave, at most a week, and then it just fades away. And you're just like, yeah, there's no point. Yeah, look, we made it this far. I think I could probably even go back to my Instagram and be like, all right, what year do you think that was, if you were to take a guess? I'm pretty sure it was 2016, the summer. Whose bachelor party was it? It's my friend Gino and Jeff. It was a combined bachelor party. So we had like 26 Asian dudes. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. I forget where. I feel like we saw you guys again. You saw us at Excess Night Swim. So for those that don't know, it's a nighttime pool party in Las Vegas. And then you saw us at Marquee because you used to work at Marquee and we went oh, there on yeah. a Monday night. And then yeah. you guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember. I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. Was it Carnage that was playing? No, it was DJ Vice. Or wait, yeah. was that a Monday? It was a Monday, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I totally remember. I'm looking at the photo now. It was August 2016. August 8, 2016. That was three years ago. Over three years. Over three years. It's life's crazy, right? That's wild. Yeah. Who would have thought you would have just kept in touch with some dude that you met in Vegas three years ago? And I, and I didn't know that you were like this Instagram model. I'm not. I am not an Instagram model. How do you? No. How did you? Like, how does this happen? How do you get this many followers? Oh God! Here it goes. Everyone's always like, "Oh, what's like, what? What's your thing? Are you like a beauty or 
fashion. I'm like, nah, I'm like just random. Right. Like, I'm like a weirdo. Um, I've been working in digital marketing for a very, very long time. And like, you know, especially with like Instagram taking off, like part of my job is like figuring out how to gain exposure in digital. And so I would do a lot of my own testing on my own Instagram account before I like took it as a strategy for companies that I was working for. Mm, makes sense. Um, you know, like, yeah. Like how are you going to be, how can you be in digital marketing and not have figured that out on your own to market yourself? Yeah. And I'm, a, I mean, I'm, a, I'm just a tad bit of like a workaholic, just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, starting um, off seven <laughs> companies or whatever the hell you're working on. Oh God, we got sidetracked. I have to remind me to tell you about this jewel charger company that oh. just launched yesterday. Jewel, the G J U U L jewel. Yes. Gotcha. yes jewel, it's the sexiest jewel charger. And I'm not even being biased. Sexiest jewel charger that you've probably seen. Just saying. Was it shaped like a dick? It's, um, no. <laughs> okay. But it is, it is the sleekest. Oh, okay. That you've seen. And it's the only one out there that you can use and smoke at the same time. What do you mean use? So Juul doesn't allow you to smoke it while it's charging. Ah. But we have a patent on ours where you can click a button. Oh, that's huge. And it will allow, it'll disconnect it from charging mm -hmm. and then it'll allow you to smoke it. it now is, is the plan, nice. is the plan to keep the patent and just grow that business and be like, we're the only ones or is the plan to eventually license out the patent? I mean, Hey, it's, the or night it's, is it's up in the air and what, if something were to come along or the, whatever jewel company was like, Hey, we'll give you XX amount of dollars for this patent. Yeah. If Jewel was like, hey, we like yours better than ours and it's patented, we'll give you $20 million for it. I'd be like, all right, today yeah. is a good day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I got to pay rent in New York. I, literally. Oh, God. Rent in New York. <laughs> I can't even. I mean, you've been to my house in Vegas. Yeah, it was nice. I pay like three times what I pay for my house in Vegas. For well, my I, I believe you. Apartment. Yeah. Well, Vegas, Vegas is also like really affordable to live live in, and then New York is just like the complete opposite. I know it sucks, but like <laughs> I went, I went from a three bedroom house in Vegas to a four hundred square foot apartment when I first moved here. Yikes! And it was exactly double what I was paying, and I was like, man. Oh, no. And I had a lot of clothes. Like, I fucking love clothes. Yeah, a lot of black, right? Yeah, but I switched it up. Well, yeah? I added some color. I'm not actually wearing black at all today. Really? It's weird. That is strange. I remember a lot of black clothing and a lot of really moody music. That's yeah. what I remember as well. <laughs> the moody hey, music is still there. Have you heard of this artist? And it's some artist that I've never, ever heard of. Oh, yeah. That's, that's Yeah. I know that, that's, that's still part music. of you. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. sad girl music forever. Always. Did you have like a phase in high school where you were just really sad and emo? Um, or is, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Actually, it was middle school. I was like a scene, a, an emo scene kid. Okay. Um. So definitely went through that phase where, like, again, was in black and was just like I loved like Hawthorne Heights and Seosin and Under Oath and all that good stuff. Um, I mean, I still listen to them. I actually saw, I think I saw Hawthorne Heights like three years ago, like three or four years ago in Vegas. I have no idea who this is. Hawthorne Heights is a suburb in Chicago. Yeah. Let's, let's just say that they, <laughs> I mean, Hey, maybe they're from Chicago. Probably. Um, they have, Dayton, they have Ohio. a song. 
Huh? They're from Dayton, Ohio. There we go. <laughs> well, not Chicago, but Oh, these sure. guys are looking real emo looking. Yeah, they have a song that's like um it's like cut my wrist and black my eyes so I can fall asleep tonight. <laughs> oh yikes. That's that's cryptic. I know, it's so good though. It's like a twelve year old me is like, Yes. Yes, I feel you. I'm coming around on the black though. I, I've I've incorporated more black. Maybe maybe you were an influence because I've incorporated more black <laughs> into my life. We just traded places, I guess. Yeah. Now I'm gonna start listening to this emo music. You'll start listening to poppy EDM and trap music. It'll be fun. No EDM. Yeah. EDM. Although I don't listen to, I still listen to EDM, but not as much. I'm back in the. So I work for. Uh, I'll tell you off air where I work, but I work for a company that affords me the 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 uh, privilege of going to a lot of concerts now. So I'm back into like live music. So. Wait, is it? Do I know about this? You might. If you follow me at all, you might. I think I do because I I feel like I remember you. I mean, obviously I follow you. But um, Instagram's yeah, algorithm is really fucked up. Is it? And they never show me any of the people's posts that I actually really want to see or any of my friends' posts. Like, bring it back to chronological so I can fucking see my uh, friends' Yeah, posts the too. chronological thing. That's a bummer. Because the... I'll see a post and I'm like, I want to get back to that. And I'll, have, I'll be distracted for a second and I'll close out the app and then go back to I'm like, I want to find this post that I wanted to see. Yeah, it's And, so and you can, I can't find it. It's impossible. And especially if I don't remember who posted it, done. Mm-hmm. It's over. Always. Especially if I hear, if I see something that's like uh, clothing and I'm like, yo, I want that. And then I'm like, I don't even know who it is because they all look the same at this point. Yeah. Instagram's um, algorithms. Oh, yeah. You went to Coachella. I did. Went to Coachella this year. Um, last weekend, I went to Papa Roach. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. okay. Did a, I did a country concert. Uh, Dan and Shay in Florida Georgia Line a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, no, you lost me there. I thought we were friends. I'm, you know, I'm trying all the different things. I did Khalid oh, in I love July. Him. Yes. Um, who else am I doing? I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing Chris Brown, Ty Dolla Sign, Tory Lanez, Choyner Lucas. Stop! 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 Yeah. <laughs> no, I wanted to go to that, but I'm going to be in LA. Yeah, I'm going to the Indie Goat tour. Although. <gasps> It's it's like one of those things though where I like I like Chris Brown's music, but it's weird liking him because you know all that drama, I mean, all that baggage. Off the record, I do like Chris Brown. But uh, <laughs> well, the thing is too is like I've been making a habit now of going to all these concerts because I get them in, I get get in free, and I bring a guest, and they've been either buying me a concert shirt from the tour, or I buy one myself because I'm not spending money on the ticket. But I feel really conflicted about buying a shirt that has Chris Brown's name on it or anything. It's very, very difficult. Like I was, I was contemplating. Actually, someone brought it up to me, and they were like, "Yo, I can't go with my boys. Like, I gotta go with a girl." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Man, I'm gonna be out of town." And um, he's like, "Well, he's like, I know you would never pay for Chris Brown tickets, but like, if I pay for it, is that okay?" And I was like, "You know, that's a really good loophole." Um, <laughs> And also, like, I'm down to support, like, Tory Lanez. I love Tory Lanez. I like Tory like, Lanez. Joyner Lucas. Joyner Lucas like, is awesome. I saw his, like, video last year. Which one? I'm Not Racist? Yeah. So yeah. fucking good. Really good. And, like, Ty Dolla Sign, like, sure, yeah. I'll support Ty Dolla Sign. Ty, Ty Dolla Sign's good, fun, like, fun music, fun songs. I know, but working at Tao, I saw him so many times. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, worked, you know, it's, like, it's a little different. And sure. So it's, like, I, I'd support them. Right. So, hey, Chris like, Brown does have a lot of bangers. I hate that. He's, <laughs> he's really, really, he's a really great musician. And he like, is. It's just hard. Like, but at the same time, I'm 
I'm also sometimes like, well, if Rihanna like forgave him, but I'm like, nah, I can't do that. Like, yeah. I can't, like my, my loyalty to like human beings and women is like overpowers a talent that somebody has. And so like, I can't sit here and stream Chris Brown all day, you know, like it's, I still it's tough can't. to like be like, it's tough to even, I mean, yes, everyone deserves a second chance, but it's tough to be like, I ride with a guy that could do that to a woman. Yeah. You know, like there, it's still, even if he never does it again, you still know that he's capable of doing something like that. Yeah. Like and the right triggers, he could do it again. Yeah. And like, I don't really know if he, like how he's apologized and like, you know, how he's kind of like, uh, he kind of handled it. it really bad when I think when it first came out yeah, too. Yeah, he did. Yeah. But her has a song with Chris Brown and I'm like, oh, I fucking love her. Yeah. But I also like it. Ugh, it's so difficult. But. Yeah. It's tough. And that I I did see the Drake and Chris Brown video, and I like could not stop laughing, and like I didn't, oh, I didn't see the myself. video. Oh, it's so good. I mean, the For song no is fan- no guidance is fantastic. That's the song that I was I was literally like, yeah, I'm going to the t- I'm going to the concert now for uh, sure. You have to. The video is so funny. Is it? Where he's like, where they do a dance off. They had like beef too for a while. Oh yeah, because Rihanna, but he, Rihanna. he did this dance off and and like Drake's all goofy and he's like, oh oh you want the oh oh he's like does the snake. It's so funny. Like you gotta I gotta watch check it. it out. I don't watch but too I'm, many music videos other than like Lil Dicky because he's just funny as hell. Oh, he is funny and he has a song Chris Brown too. It's like everybody has a song with Chris Brown. I know it's a th- it's one of those things where like I had this debate with my friends. I'm like, how much do you like? does the personal life diminish the talent, right? Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, like, there's all this stuff now coming out about Michael Jackson being a pedophile mm-hmm. or something like that, right? Like, how do you distance yourself from, like, yeah, he's an all-time great artist, but then he also might have been a pedophile, right? He, a hundred, a billion percent is a pedophile. It's just about, like, The extent of what like, it was? It's so bad. Like, I will, I will not listen to Michael Jackson. Like, really? Wow. I'm not wow. listening to Michael Jackson. Like, I will not, like... I won't even when somebody plays it in a room like I I, I like I can't listen to that like it's mm. that bad. Chris wow. Brown did this thing and it was bad. He did it once like okay, it's not forgive. It's not like that's okay. But like Michael Jackson has like an entire rap sheet of like doing really terrible things. I know it's rough because yes. because like I, you grew up with that. I mean, well, I, we didn't grow up necessarily, but his music was prevalent totally. probably in our lives. Totally. And he's an all-timer. Like, that's crazy. I mean, I, I remember when all that stuff was coming out, radio stations stopped playing his music. I was like, holy shit. This is crazy. Yeah. And it sucks because there's a lot of people that just, like, won't, they, like, just won't, like, face the truth that this really fucking happened. Like, there's so yeah. much evidence against him, but it's like, why are you going to choose somebody's talent over, like, the general well-being of people? Yeah. Like, why are you going to sit here and, like, continue to support an abuser? Like, that's not okay. I mean, we do live in an in a era where Trump is president. So I mean, oh god, <laughs> oh god. Okay, I, I can't. People like there's people who think it's really fucking funny to be a Trump supporter, and like I can't do it anymore. Be like, yeah, I like brush it off and be like, like I get it. You're trying to be funny, but it's gone to the point that I'm like, I don't fucking care, man. Like, I, wait, are we allowed to cuss on this? Yeah, of course. Yeah, like, I, don't I cuss. Know. It's a, if you look us up on iTunes, we have the little E on there for explicit content. Uh, explicit. I mean, I did make the joke that your the jewel you were designing looked like a dick. So, in case you yeah, forgot, true. yeah, true. I do cuss a lot, but yeah, um, I'm just so wait, like, wait, wait, let's let's stop. Are you so? Are you like if someone is a Trump supporter? Are you like it's inconceivable to you? 
Yeah, it's it's really bad. I mean, wow. yeah, it's really fucking bad. Like I can't. <laughs> um, my dad is a Trump supporter. Um, unfortunately, and my dad's like, a Trump supporter as well. They think it's really funny to fuck with me over like holidays, and they want to like argue about politics. And that's the that's the worst the family outings family outings in general should not be political yeah and like i'm out of my all my siblings i'm the one that's probably like the loudest when it comes to anything like that like they're like oh oh no get kidding really? started yeah the, the, i'm, not, I'm like, joking i i oh. definitely assume you were the, the most <laughs> in your face about this stuff oh totally and they're like oh don't get cars started about it and i'm like no it's not fucking cool like and i and you know i like uh, I brought like an ex home last year and I was like, all right, like I think he could be like on my side on a couple things, you know, where they're my family and they bring it up and mm-hmm. he's just like, he's like, well, you know, I think he's done like a, like some good things for like the business economy. And I was like, dude, no, like this is not fucking happening. So is it one of those things where he could do everything right, but just because of how the man he is, you would never support him? I mean, it's the same thing. It's like, what do you value more? Do you value money, or right. do you, you you value do you value human lives? Like, that's kind of the same conversation the we're having with just pop culture in general. Yeah, it's like, like, okay, cool. Like, you can fucking make a ton of money and maybe like help with being help with like innovation, but like, if at the same time you're sitting here and you're killing like millions of people, like that's not cool. Like, I don't you think he's killing people. Um, yeah, I do. I like do where? believe. I believe that he's like. Educate me. <laughs> oh God, um, these views are views of my own and not views of any companies that I work with. As a disclaimer. Sure. Um, no, I. I just feel like he has brought racism to the fucking surface, and you know we're working towards a society where like we were learning more that like this is bad, but he's essentially came out and been like. No, it's fine to think these things, and you know what? Like, let's fucking do something about it. And that's not okay. Like, my dad's a my dad. The dad's a Trump supporter, and he's an immigrant. And I'm sure. like, dude, like, I wasn't born here. I was born in the Philippines. Like, how are you going to sit here and tell me that you want to close borders? Like, we wouldn't be here if that were the case. Mm. And I don't know. I think that keeping kids in fucking cages and people not wanting to see the similarities between that and concentration cap uh, concentration camps like i think that people are fucking blind like <laughs> this shit is actually happening here mm. and you think about like how come nobody did anything back then and it's like people are fucking ignorant but i think we're at a time now where we have so many resources right at our fingertips where like people like influencers are like at the time now where we should be talking about these things. Like, people should be using their platforms to bring awareness to all the shit that's happening. Like, we didn't know anything about the Amazon rainforest, like, burning the fuck up until, what, three weeks later? Yeah, I have to do more research in that because I saw a lot of stuff coming out, but I'd, I'd like to research why it's burning, if that's a natural thing or what's going on. Um, there's a few different things. So, like, I don't know if you know that, like, Government doesn't really believe in climate change, and they don't think. Well, this one currently doesn't. No. Yeah, and uh, there's just there's just a lot of things, and I don't I don't even like want to get into it because I know a lot of people <laughs> sit here and argue with me and be like, "You're fucking wrong," and like the way that you said this is incorrect. But yeah, it, it's sad. Like I've I've donated money to like a few different um, charities in order to see if like in order to try to like help and. 
for I, the are you talking about specifically the the Amazon or are you yeah. talking about something in general oh, something in, different okay Amazon for everything honestly like for the things that are happening at the border like I've been trying to become a little bit more educated on what I can do to be supportive of like those families and what I like with ice like uh, probably shouldn't even talk about it. I was like, I would literally host, I would, I would literally take people in that mm. were worried about that because like, like, I don't, I don't know. It's all really, well, I've seen, I have me- seen, I have seen the firsthand, the, the flaws and ice. I think I had like a friend of a friend whose mom, who's been here, Filipino person, whose mom's been here like 30 years and she got deported even though she's done nothing wrong just because she couldn't find the right legal ways to get citizenship. So they deported her. So I've seen it. Um, it's a tricky thing. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what would be what would be Carolyn's border policy. <laughs> oh man, uh, open borders for everybody. Oh god, um, <laughs> I'd be th- against that. I'll tell you that. I would be against open borders. No, I think that like there's just a way to be a little bit more inclusive. Like I've been there. Like I don't know if you know this, but like my dad was like a wanted terrorist for most of my life. Yikes. Um, he was oh god um he was acquitted in 2011 so i guess i should start there oh good um, okay but um in 1994 i would say i don't know i was pro- i was very young uh, my dad was like when you came over here from korea from the philippines <laughs> uh, fuck off sorry he, he uh was framed for the assassination of this guy called, his name is eugene tan he was the president of the bar association in the Philippines. Whoa. And, framed. Um, yeah, Man. Framed. And um, so we had to, like, flee the country. And there's a lot of, like, kidnapping and, like, threats against me and, and stuff. We apparently had some help from the U.S. government because my dad was, he was, like, part of the anti-terrorist force. He was, like, DA's black ops. Like, he was, like, very deep into, like, military. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, we, like, had to move to Venezuela. I lived there for six months. Um, wow. And then came to the U.S. and like had to go through that entire process and get you know naturalized. And So your perspective is a little different than uh, Joe Schmo sitting in Omaha, Nebraska right now saying keep them out or something like that. No, but at the same time, Joe Schmo from fucking Nebraska, like this isn't your place. Like you, you, this was taken from Native Americans. Like you didn't you were not like an American. Like, you know what I mean? This is not your this is not your place. Sure, like, sure. And and it's like land although, is still being stolen would say, by indigenous people. So. I would say colonization occurred everywhere. Yeah. There's no like, there's no country, there's no land other than like Antarctica that hasn't been conquered or invaded at one point or another. I think it's just not that I'm not defending this. I'm just saying human nature is to explore and conquer. Yeah, but it's like, where are you going to sit here and and be like, oh, yeah, go back. But it's like, right, oh, right, God. right. Like if someone walked into my house, like, yo, I live here now, get the fuck out. I'd be like, Nah, dude. Like, nah, I pay this rent. Is, like, <laughs> this is my house. Like, sure. get the fuck out. Like, I don't know. And I think it all really comes down to being like a decent human being. Yeah, yeah. At the end you of know? the day, that's really what it is: is caring about others and the, acknowledging the fact that that person on the other side may look different, but is still a fucking human. Yeah, and it's like, what are you going to do if that were to happen to you? You know, like what? Like right. I saw this thing the other day where it was like, vote as if like, vote as if you weren't white. Like, vote as if your your child was gay. Like, vote as if your daughter was raped. Vote as if like you were not from the United States. Like, 
be a fucking human being and try to put yourself in other people's shoes and be like, how would I feel if this happened? Like mm. a lot of people think that it's like so easy to come here and become a citizen. Like you go through the entire process. Sometimes you're only holding like a, a green card for like 25 years before you could even be eligible to go get your citizenship. And within that time frame, you're like, oh, great. Now I'm getting deported just because of, like the president thinks that I shouldn't be worthy enough to fucking be here. Like it's a process. There's mm-hmm. a whole thing. It's not like people are just coming here and being like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to like steal jobs. Like. I'm sorry, but if, if like the person on the corner trying to make like a decent living by like literally selling flowers is like stealing your job, then I don't know what to fucking tell you. Like they're trying to provide for their family. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting time for sure. I don't think it's ever been a more, at least in my lifetime, a more divisive time in America or even across the world. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like, I am appreciative, like, trying to look at, like, the good that's come out of it. Like, I am appreciative of the fact that, like, this sort of happened because now I know, like, to the core, like, what people really fucking think. If, like, people (laughs) follow these policies, they're like, yeah, like, I think it's completely fine to just, like, be a shithead. And I'm like, I don't care if I've known you for all my life. Like, I don't want to be associated with you. Mm. Like, these are the values that you hold. Like, you and I just don't mesh well. Like history has nothing to do with it. This, these are your core values. Yeah, I can, I can see your, I can see that point. I, I also think we've learned that you can't nominate uh, Hillary Clinton to go up against Donald Trump because uh, that was probably a, a really bad decision on the Democrat Democratic side. Yeah, that was. <laughs> that was a. She's a really yeah. bad candidate to go up against to lose to Donald Trump. That's pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, I think that. The Democrats had a really fucked up time. Like, I think that Bernie would have had a chance. Mm. Um, Is he your boy going into this one? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> man, to be completely honest, like, check I, Bernie out on uh, Joe. Ro- do you listen to podcasts? I do actually. Okay, so I do listen to podcasts. Um, and one of the most recent podcasts that I, the only most recent po- podcast that I listened to related to politics was Andrew Yang on Joe Rogan's. Oh yeah, he that he's a well, he's a presidential candidate. I don't think he's gonna get very far, but I think that his platform UBI. is really interesting. UBI, U- yeah. Um, I Bernie think was on Joe Rogan's, by the way. That's what I was gonna say. I should I should listen to that. I'm say like I've been very very bad and haven't been keeping up as much just because I've been busy, and that's not an excuse, and that is a fault on my own. Um, I should be more responsible and like keeping more up to date on like what I can do to kind of help like every vote counts regardless of whether people think so or not like i think that at the end of the day like i would feel better voting even though like if even though people are like yeah your one vote is gonna make a difference like i think for me it would make me feel better and i should i should be better at that so Mm. mental note or somebody hold me accountable um or hold yourself accountable yeah like (laughs) i don't fucking vote this if i don't fucking vote like I don't know. I have to. I need to hold myself accountable. I've always been. Yeah. If I had a coworker that in the last election was like, "I'm not going to vote. It doesn't matter." I'm like, "Then you have no right to complain." After, it's like, "What? What do you mean?" I'm like, "You didn't. You had a choice. You could have chosen something. Even if, even if you wrote whatever the hell. You, even if you wrote some write-in candidate that you didn't give a fuck about, you didn't vote. At least that's my opinion. I know. If, if you yeah. don't vote, I don't really. I don't care as much about your opinion afterwards. And I think that they should make it a little bit easier. You know, like I've moved from like state to state and like going through and re-registering and Mm. having to figure out like, oh, I I moved it during this time. Like I need to figure out how to do an absentee voter registration thing. 
I feel like there should be better resources on like for people who like don't really know how to do this. Yeah, we need it all like rock. The, remember the those ads, Rock the Vote that MTU yeah. was doing back in the day. Yeah, Rock the Vote. Was that like P Diddy or Diddy was doing yeah. that? Rock the Vote. That was great. I should <laughs> need to do that again. I don't even. Do you watch MTV? Um, I don't really watch much like TV. TV. I do. I'm a Netflix, Hulu. I'm a connected TV gal. Oh yeah. Are you um, are you cord cut? What's cord cut? So, or a cord cutter. So that means you don't have cable TV anymore. You just yeah. use the streaming services and use a smart TV, basically. Yep. Nice. I'm actually speaking at a summit in October about like TV buying, about oh, video wow. and TV. So I probably should have known what like cord. How are you with <laughs> public speaking? Are you pretty good. Um. I mean, you were kind of nervous <laughs> just going into speaking with me on with no one listening live. No, I'm I'm a very <laughs> terrible um, public speaker. Um, I think I think I don't so. think I you're mean, alone. I think like ninety percent of the world is really bad scared of it. Yeah, I think that I sh- I mean considering like I think a lot of people think that I probably be good at it. But yeah, you got sixty thousand followers on Instagram. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I do talk to my camera, but it's 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 different, right? Like. I'm. I also like have really bad social anxiety. Um, oh, I I'm, think you mentioned this to me before. I think when I first met you and I met all of you guys with Eileen, I was like so awkward because I was like, oh my god, I, I like don't know anybody, and I get really weird, and then I drink, and then I like loosen up a little bit. That's, um, but that's a good thing about like alcohol in mo- in moderation, moderation is like it can be good for you. Like it loosens you up. It brings out like a better self if you have just the right amount. You can you can be a, a better per- version of yourself around a lot of people. It just the thing is, just, it feels so good in the moment that you just want to keep it rolling and keeping it rolling is when you start to lose control of being that better self. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I also take propanol. So, what the hell's that? Um, it's a beta blocker. Hims actually just launched um, a like a prescription thing that you can get from them. A beta blockers? You just want alpha in you all day? <laughs> it's it's like well, an anti-anxiety really beta don't. blocker so oh, okay. it helps like i will like shake when i talk when i um do any sort of like public speaking i'll like shake and like you can hear it in my voice and like oh it's that i bad. start like breathing really weird and i like get in my head because i'm breathing really weird and yeah so um yeah now napropanol has kind of like saved everything for me and it's like it's it's great like I I feel like now I'm more comfortable being in front of like big crowds and talking because I know that like I'm not going to sit here shaking. I'm not going to mm. sit there shaking and I'm not going to start sweating and like my breathing is controlled. Mm-hmm. And then I feel more confident about what I'm actually speaking. Like honestly being 27 and being a 27-year-old woman doing the things that I'm kind of I'm doing in like a very male heavy like industry like the panels that I've spoken on it's been all men mm-hmm. that are a lot older than me, um, that are like, you know, like the like VP of like Sports Illustrated and like this guy from like Uber, and I'm like, here's like this like only woman on panel, so like it it kind of gets to my uh, confidence a little bit where I get like really bad imposter syndrome, mm. and I'm like, damn, like am, should I really be up here? Like these guys have like 20 years on me, um. And Propanol kind of helps me, like, stop thinking about that and being like, like, you're supposed to be here. Like, they asked you to come here. Right, right. Um, you're here for a reason. And, like, versus I just, like, let my, like, mind wander and I, like, wouldn't be able to answer anything. What are you trying to... 
you seem like a goal oriented person. What are your like long term goals? What are you trying to do? Um, long term goals is I'd like to donate a million dollars to something like an anonymous like million dollars to something that I really care about. Um, you can anonymously un- anonymously donate donate it to me. I'll I'll put it to good use. <laughs> I wanted to do for like Planned Parenthood or something, you know, like <laughs> oh, something a little more serious. Okay. Um, originally, I wanted to like. I wanted to go into the medical field so that I could become like, I don't like surgery. I don't like blood. I want to be like a nurse practitioner and open up a private clinic, a free private clinic. Um, and I realized that that's not something I would do. Like, I could, like there's no way I was going to be successful in that based on my fear of like blood and cuts and, and stuff. Um, and so now it's like, I want to be able to like work and, and donate a million dollars to something that I've like, really feel like feel passionate about mm-hmm. um short-term goals is like I'd, I'd really like to buy my mom a house and like cool. a house for like my family to like live in and like pay off my family's debt um even like smaller goal and this is something that i've like been thinking about for like wow for a very long time it's so silly it's like i want to go when i was younger i was poor and then um i was able to go to disneyland once with like my cousins and um, I really wanted those balloons. You know how they sell those balloons at Disneyland and they're like $20 each? Those balloons. I've they been to like, Disney World twice. I've only been to Disney World. They have like the... Everyone takes pictures with them. Are those like balloons that have like multiple balloons on yeah. them? Yeah. Or like they like there's a person that's like holding this like huge like huge balloons. thing of balloons and then like parents pay like $20 Disney for a single balloon balloons. for their kids. Oh, these fucking balloons. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> they're like huge, blo- like those balloons, are, they're expensive. They're the balloons that you can see through with the Mickey Mouse balloon inside. Yeah. yeah or yeah. sometimes they have it where like the latest, like it's like a Lion King balloon or something, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and like when I was younger, I like the one time that I went, I knew I wanted one so badly, but we were so poor and like my like family, uh, like my aunts like paid for my ticket to be able to go and I like just really, really wanted one. And so like, Going up, I was like, you know, like, I want to be able to, like, give kids, like, balloons. I want to, mm-hmm. like, one day go to, like, Disney World or Disneyland. And I calculated it. It's, like, $800. So, it's, it's like, very doable, you know? To buy and, kids' like, balloons? And, like, buy that whole, like, thing of balloons that, like, yeah. the people walk around in. And just, like, pass them out to kids at Disneyland. Okay. <laughs> and like, and be like, like that would if I like that would make like my childhood, like not my childhood, but I'd make like my experience at Disneyland like really great. Like if somebody had given me a balloon when I went to Disneyland and I was poor, and like you know, that's one thing that I really wanted. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be, I'd be like such a good memory. And like so, that's like a little thing that I like want to do like soon is like go buy that entire thing of balloons and like just pass them out to kids at Disney. Well, if you keep spending all your money at rent in New York, I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. Hey, but you know what? <laughs> It'll happen. All right, that's yeah. What ha- that's what goals are for, right? Like you, I, gotta- you are you are the type of person from what I've gathered that can that you kind of will things into existence. Oh, thank you. At least that's what it seems like. I you're very you're very uh, like goal oriented. Very like this is what I'm going to do. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Very. I mean, I believe in like positive thinking and like all that stuff. So it seems like you have a lot of that. Thank you. I appreciate it. I think I'm also just like really lucky to have like a bunch of the opportunities. And I think a lot of it has to do with like a very 
great like support system mm-hmm. um, and making just really good relationships with people. You know, like I feel it, like even with you, like, you know, we don't talk all the time, but like being able to like be on this podcast is like super cool. Yeah. I was real persistent about it. I know. We tried to to schedule this a few times. You were, you were like never annoying or anything. It was more of me being like, fuck, like I was annoying because I'd be like, God, I can't do it this week or I can't do that or like something. I have a way way with words to pester you (laughs) but not be annoying. No, and then today it was like I had to do this event and then I was like, fuck, Tony's going to kill me. I hope he's like okay with pushing it back a little bit. Oh, yeah, I don't care. As long as we record something, it's all good. I know. I don't. I don't know if we. Hopefully, we have something interesting. Who knows? I think we're fine so far. If that's the thing. Now you're letting doubt creep in. Drink. A, take another sip of that Hennessy. Are you going to drink with me? I've been drinking. I mean, I was okay. We, we should have played a drinking game. We should have started this off with like anytime something. I don't know. Anytime Carolyn doubts herself, drink. For anyone that's listening. I know. <laughs> Something like that. Get a bottle ready. Right. Um, so today has been a very big imposter syndrome day for me. What do you mean? Um, I mean, I'm a, I like to speak very openly about mental health, but like, mm-hmm. you know, some days you just wake up and you're like, where do I belong in this world? Like, am I like faking it to make it or am I the real deal? Like, you know, and you're, and I like, this happens to me too. Like, this happens often to a lot of people, like even the most successful people, people that I look up to. Where they like wake up and they you question what you're doing and if you're happy and all that stuff. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You know, like today I was like speaking with a PR team and we are going through a few like speaking engagements. Um, it was like, let's go talk. Like, do you want to talk at this like TV summit? Do you want to go uh, present at this like social media c- conference? And like, do you want to host a round table here? And like, it's like, oh, here's like New York and like here's Montauk and like San Diego and Ohio. Like, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, is the information that I have in my brain really valuable enough for me to like spread out to this, to all these people? Like <laughs> these summits are like $5,000, like people pay $5,000 to go and like hear somebody speak about a specific topic. Damn. And like, am I going to be that person that's going to sit there and give you valuable information? Like is what Not I with have- that attitude. But that's the thing is like, you know, I think that a lot of what I know, it's because I like I know it and it's it's like, oh, I feel like people like this is like what everybody knows. Yeah, but I mean, I would give yourself some credit in that you have value in the fact that, okay, you're up. You mentioned being in panels with VPs from other other big corporations and you're uh, this Korean kid from Venezuela. I'm not Korean. <laughs> and you're up there at so your much. late 20s and you're you're sitting there with them. So I think the value you bring is like you're not old and white, you know, you're you're young and Asian, Filipino. So yeah. that that's the perspective that I think you bring to any of these panels. So I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily question yourself on that. Like, yeah, fucking I earned this shit. I'm right I'm here. But it's easy to do that. You know what I mean? Like It's easy to be like I earned it? No, it's easy to be like like is really what I think like valuable. Like a lot oh, of it yeah. comes down to data and then you're like, okay, this, especially working with so many different companies, like there is no like playbook. Like every company has different objectives and like each have to have its own strategy. Right. And, and that's what happens. It's like, so if you're sitting here and trying to give an overarching theme of like, what's the best way to buy TV? Like there's a difference between buying TV for like a sham wow and like buying TV for like, a $300, like, 25-pound blanket. Right. You know, like, those strategies are completely different. Um, 
Yeah. And especially like with social media too, a lot of people can be really mean on social and like in general, I think the perception for people who have following are typically like, oh, like they don't do anything. Like they're not like smart or like, right. you know, like, like look at Kylie Jenner. A lot of people are like, oh, like, uh, she's like a waste or anything about the Kardashians. I personally love the Kardashians. I think they're fucking brilliant. I think like what they've done, like, it doesn't matter. Like if you like them or not, you're still talking about them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And I don't know with me, it's like, oh yeah, she has like whatever, 60,000 followers and they're like, oh, that's all she does. Like, she's just like an Instagram girl. And it's like, I own, I own three businesses. Like, I founded three businesses. Mm-hmm. And I'm also like working for like another multi-million dollar company. And like, that, like what I am is like more than just my follower account. Mm-hmm. And that's like this, that's like true for like plenty and plenty of other like, influencers even though i hate calling myself an influencer but like you know what <laughs> I, mean, I mean you do i you i think you you have you run some ads on your instagram right um like i do stuff with brands yes. yeah yeah Where you, it's like the the paid advertisement stuff that you have to now disclose yeah yeah ftc hey yeah and it's all, all isn't it because of uh what you fucking call it fire festival that's where it all kind of like stems from right no, it's been there for a while. Like, Has it been? But I think Fire yeah. Festival made it more like, hey, we, we got to crack down on this stuff on Instagram. Yeah, totally. I mean, I don't make a ton of money off my Instagram. Like, I don't, it's not like my number one priority. Like, I'll do like, like brand deals here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's usually because I like, actually like the company or like. That's good. You're um, not selling like yourself out. Yeah. Like, I try everything. Most of the time it's like. Like I have partnerships with companies that like have sent me stuff and then they're, they're like, they don't pressure me to post anything. And then I end up being like, I really like this. Like I'd love to work with you more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always end up over delivering on like pieces where it's like, oh, like we just need one post. And it's like, we have all these six stories. And I feel like, I don't know, if I like the brand, like I'll work with them. Mm-hmm. And um, everyone's like pretty nice about it. I think for the most part though, like there's a lot of people on the internet that are mean and I like quit Instagram for a little bit. Um, Were you getting a lot of? Do you get a lot of mean shit? I did. I used to. I really? Used to some really mean things. Yeah, it kind of like really fucked with me. Um, especially like I, I grew a lot of my following when I was in Vegas and I was like partying a lot and like you know like posting a lot. We were always at day clubs and right. People, like I had like one guy would not stop commenting on my shit and would be like, "Your body's like not proportional," or like, <laughs> like it would just like, like critique me and Whoa. like. I know it's a fucking stranger, but like the stuff that you say on the internet, like people read that and like, it actually is really offensive and it really does hurt. Like I stopped posting on Instagram. Like I stopped caring about it as much because it like a lot of people were like really hurting my feelings on there. Yeah. But the, the thing about those guys is like anyone that posts that stuff is fucking unhappy and a loser. Like you don't, that's the type of person that would never, you, they would never do, they, they don't exist in, in real life. Like if that person was saying that stuff to you, you wouldn't hang around them. Yeah. It's someone that's the the person that takes the time out of their day to put down another person on social media is a fucking loser and is very unhappy. And they're yeah. so unhappy that they're looking for other. They're so unhappy that they need to make other people less happy than themselves to make themselves feel better. Yeah, I know. It's just it's but still it's the same thing. I don't know if you know that like that toothpaste thing where it's like like parents are having kids like take out all the toothpaste from like a, a toothpaste thing. Like, mm-hmm. Tell, well, but yeah, tell me about it. They're, yeah, they were having them take out all the toothpaste from the toothpaste tube. Um, and then 
they'd be like, okay, now like try to put it back in and the kids would struggle and they're like, well, it's impossible. And they're like, well, think about this. Like imagine a toothpaste is all the words that you say out like to people, mm. like the things that you tell people and everything that's hurtful. Mm-hmm. Now try taking that back. Like you can't, like that's right. what's out there. Right, right, right. And like, like that's like really true. Like things that you say to people, like with, with my friends, I know my friends, like I have friends who are really honest, but I, everyone has like a different perception of themselves. So it's like, you know, you're like, oh, do I look good? And your friends are like, great. And then like you walk out and like a random person's like, oh, did you see what that girl's wearing? <laughs> it's like that holds so much more weight. Sure. It's like a random stranger. Like John Gottman, this is another podcast that I really like. Um, John Gottman um, did a podcast with Dak Shepard on Experts on Experts. Okay. Do you know who John Gottman is? I know, I know who Dak Shepard is. <laughs> so uh, John Gottman is like a relationship expert. He like can go and like within like five minutes of talking to you, we'll let you know if you're going to have a successful relationship with your partner or not. Like if you, if you as a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Will okay. be successful or if you guys are going to get divorced. Like with like 99% accuracy. Well, yeah, not everyone's fucking compatible. I'm a big, yeah. I'm a big love languages guy. So. Oh, okay. We could talk about love languages in a second. All right. Um, but yeah, so like John Gottman talks about how like, you know, the ratio between like good and bad, a lot of people think that you need 50, 50, like, you know, if your like relationship is like fifty percent bad, fifty percent good, like that's like a pretty decent ratio. At least like you know, it's pretty even. But based on his studies, you realize that it needs to be a one to five. So if, like for every like negative thing you do negative thing that happens, you have to account for five more positive things in order for it to cancel it out. I would agree with that. Yeah, the fifty fifty is yeah. bullshit. I, I I cannot be unhappy fifty percent of the time with my partner. Yeah. That, that's like a thing. It's like the you know the good re- like has to like five times outweigh the bad. Right. So when you like do something bad, like you got to make up for it like five times more. And that I I do believe that's true because like the bad things will stick, and unfortunately, a lot of the good things they don't stick as like much. Um, I would like, agree with that for sure. So, I would yeah. definitely agree with that because the bad things. This is just in life. You always remember the bad thing someone does to you first rather than like the good things. It takes a lot more good things rather than one, one bad thing can sour a relationship real quick. Mm -hmm. I would absolutely agree. Like what, like, like one bad review on Yelp is way worse than is worth way more in terms of what the public thinks than like five good reviews on Yelp. You would, you you go to that bad review and you're like, Oh, okay. That lingers more. Yeah, no, exactly. It's like if I see one like, like, oh, the bathroom's dirty. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I can't go there. <laughs> like, it's just if the bathroom is fucking dirty, it, that's a bad. I'm yeah, out. Totally. <laughs> so I guess how it works, and it's unfortunate, but it's true. Like, it takes a lot more effort to like keep something alive than to kill it. This is true. I mean, relationships in general take a lot more work than anyone would care to um acknowledge at first yeah exactly i mean the thing is though like with relationships or just things in general like as humans we always want we always we don't acknowledge the bad as much as we should so what i mean by that is we always like prop up the good things in anything right so like oh like i'm gonna get a new car it's gonna be awesome it has leather seats it goes zero to 60 and x you know great gas mileage oh but you know what you still have to maintain the car you still have to change the tire every tires every thirty thousand miles Mm -hmm. or 
I'm going to get a house. It's great. I'm going to own this property. Wait, you still got to cut the grass. You still got to like change. Like uh, if the heater goes out, you're going to have to fucking pay for that out of your pocket or in a relationship. Oh man, like this is awesome. She's the love of my life. The sex is great. Blah, blah, blah. You're still going to have to deal with the fact that she's going to wake up on the bed, wrong side of the bed sometimes. And you're going to fuck up sometimes. Yeah. Like we don't necessarily want as humans. I don't think we necessarily want to deal with the bad. We just want to deal with the good. Mm-hmm. And then when it gets bad, we're like, fuck, like, this isn't what I expected. Well, actually, you should expect that because there's good and bad with everything. Yeah. And it's like, how can you sit there and, like, expect somebody to be there for your bad if you can't be there for theirs? Right, 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 right. Yeah, I think that's, like, a really big issue in a lot of relationships is that, like, there is no, like, under, like, fundamentally, there's, like, things that are, like, different with people. But, like, if you guys can't see to eye to eye on how to solve things and how to treat one another, like, it's never going to work. Like, I think that, like, if you're not willing to put in the same amount of effort as the other person, then that's where, like, resent come from, comes right. from, you know? It's like, like, I did this for you. Like, why wouldn't you do this for me? Oh, yeah. That's, like, that stems a lot of how relationships end is there is this feeling of being owed something. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I do this for you. But the, I think the things that, like, fuck with relationships is, like, I, so going back to the love languages, I did this awesome thing for you. Now, regardless of like, I expect, I don't necessarily expect you to do something good for me right back, but I want you to know I did this good thing for you and I want you to remember this. But then the person on the other side is like, doesn't accept love that way. So they're like, they're just doing things just to do things. I don't really care if they did it that way or not. Like, doesn't matter. It it has no, it's, it, it, it's unaffecting that person. It's not affecting that person at all. So for instance, like you if me and you were hanging out and I spent all this time with you, I went, like, took a ton of time out of my day. I spent this time with all this time with you. We were dating or whatever. And I'm like, this is a lot for me. Like I took time out of my day to spend two hours with you. But you're like, yeah, he's supposed to do that. He's my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. You know, you expect different things. You expect me, if I'm going to come over, I should do like nice things for you. I should maybe take out the garbage or do things like unasked that you would appreciate. That There's different ways of people that people... Um, expect and receive love. So I think that's a lot of people's downfalls too in relationships. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like I've read that book. I'm like very big into like relationship psychology. Yeah. That's why like John Gottman I think is amazing. Um, And I think that like there's a few, I, I, I have like a very different perspective on what I feel about love languages. I feel like there's two types, right? There's the love language that like you give and there's a love language that you receive. But I also feel like it can differ between like the type of person that you're you're dealing with. You know, for me, it's like like there are times where I have very very limited time, and like I can sit here and and like I can sit here and like tell you how much I like like you and I appreciate you. But if I can't spend time with you, it's it's different. Like if I don't have time, like and I spend time on you, then that's more meaningful. I think a lot of like what I receive from people. Um, is dependent on, like, the type of sacrifice that it was going to make. Like, it would be more meaningful for me if, like, somebody who, um, you know, like, had very little time, like, and had a bunch of money, like, mm-hmm. like it would be more meaningful for me if they spent time with me than, like, bought me an expensive gift. I see. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that, like, I receive love in terms of, like, the types of sacrifices that people make. And for those that don't know, just a quick, quick rundown. There's, so there's books on this stuff, and you can look it up online. But um, the five log of languages are, and you, 
a lot of people receive love differently than they give love to, which makes this shit real fucking complicated when you're in a relationship. Um, but the five love languages are words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. And I'm not going to go into super big definitions, but you can kind of figure out what's what. Yeah. Like, I know my my like love language that I give is pretty standard. What's that? I, I know I'm not very good at expressing my emotions or spe- expressing my feelings through like words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Um, and my like the the way that I express love to like both my like romantic partners and my friendships is acts of service and gifts. Like, mm. I am very much a person that will, will like spoil my friends and will like bust a issue with them at any point. But for me to sit there and be like, I have these like strong feelings about you or like, like more so for my romantic relationships. Like I, I find it difficult for me to be like, Hey, like I really like you like this. Like, Hey, like I love <laughs> you and think you're amazing. Like, right. like it's something I work on, but, um, it's better for me to write that than actually like speak it aloud. Right. Um, but consistently it's always like me buying things for my friends or like busting missions. How do you, so how do you like to, do you like to receive love the same way you give love? No. So it depends. Like, um, like if I was dating somebody that had a lot of money, like oh, that's right. them buying me a lot of like expensive things isn't going to be as meaningful as like something that would be like sacrificing. Like, like I, um, was like in a like relationship with a guy who like you know he had a lot of money but didn't have a lot of time, and so the time that we would spend together was a lot more meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's also a balance between all of those. Like if you find somebody that can give you like each of those in moderation, it's probably the most perfect circumstance. Yeah, there's not many people though that are probably giving have a, a equal balance of all of those. I know. I mean, there are, there definitely are, and it's very rare, but I think that that's like, obviously, like you strive to be that way. Right, right. And you strive to be able to be like, I'm going to give you time, but I'm also going to tell you I like you while like giving you a thousand kisses and like also running and getting- like, get Doing your laundry for you and getting, <laughs> yeah, getting your groceries and stuff like that. Cooking yeah. you dinner because I know you had a busy day. Oh yeah, that's like- I'm that person. I'm the person that's like, I will go and cook dinner after a busy day for people. Like, um, I think also culturally, like Filipinos, I think like all my Filipino friends like are like this, mm. where like we are very um, nurturing. Especially, I feel like Filipino women especially mm-hmm. are much, I mean, a little bit even more nurturing than Filipino men. I think they, the the the, Fili- the Asian and especially Filipino culture the the women are kind of like the matriarch of the family and they take care of everything yeah no, so that kind of gets passed down but it's also bad because that's how you get taken advantage of true absolutely um, I mean that was a big thing like I've been in therapy once a week since like December or January whoa yeah do you get your mental health right like it'll do <laughs> it'll do you wonders like yeah. Even even in like the best weeks of my life, I'm still there. Like, all right, what do we got to work through? Like, like do, what, how does this go? Um, what do you mean? How does this go? Like, how do how do you like what what is a mental therapy? What is a session like? Because yeah, I'm you, sure there's a a bunch of people out there that are like, I would never do that. Oh yeah. Or they or they just have the wrong impression of it. Of like that means you're fucking weak. Oh yeah, no. Like 
toxic masculinity has got to fucking go. Like, <laughs> I am like, not here to give people emotional labor. Like, go see a fucking professional for that shit. Like, I'm tired of sitting here and trying to, like, be a fucking therapist for people. Like, you got problems, go talk to a professional. Okay. Um, it's true. Like, I think this is what happens. A lot of men go into relationships and they think that, that, that their partner is supposed to provide them with this like emotional labor that like is not their responsibility. Right. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. I go to a therapist once a week so nobody has to deal with my shit as much. Nice. Um, and like, like but how does it like, do you, do you guys just talk or does she have questions prepared or I'm curious oh. about how these sessions go? Both. It's usually like I'll talk. She'll be like, "Hey, so how are you? Like, what are you? Um, what are you up to? Like, what's happened in the past week? You know." And sometimes I'll have like one week where I'm there and I'm like bawling my eyes out because I'm cr- like, like I feel like my life is over. And then the next week I'm like, "Wow, life is like actually really great." Like I sat there once and I like cried about a uh, student lunch debt. <laughs> you know, and I was like, "This is not fair." Like. I can't believe like these kids like it's sometimes it's not even their parents' fault like they just don't have the means to like feed their families like like I've been there like you know like I know how that's like and it's it's like really sad and like I sat there and I cried for like 15 minutes about it and like having this like savior complex where I'm like I I need to save the children like I need to like <laughs> I need to find a way to make like five million dollars and like put a million dollars into Planned Parenthood and put another million into like feeding children and like going to this whole like ordeal. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the times, like my therapist says I'm really analytical, um, where when I talk to her, it's very matter of fact and it's not very emotional. Hmm. Which yeah. is interesting because in my writing, like I keep, I have journals on journals on journals and I'm very much into like, this journal doesn't feel right anymore. I need to get a new one. Do you um, keep the, do you keep all the journals? Oh yeah. Like I've read my journals from, I was in anger management for three years. Holy fuck. Oh yeah. I was in anger management in high school. Um, and I, yeah, so I have like my journals from there and it was like, it would just talk about like all my emotions. It was very, very analytical, but it was very emotional. It was like, like you're, you were like allowed to feel the way that you were feeling. Like your past has like crept up on you and it's okay. You know, you'll work through it sort of situation. Right. Um, and, like, she's actually uncovered a lot of things. Like, and going back to, like, being a Filipino woman and being nurturing and, and how that is an issue. is like, there was a pattern in all of my relationships where I always felt like I was, like, being taken advantage of mm-hmm. or, like, not feeling appreciated. And so, like, going through that and being like, okay, like, I know this is a me problem. Like, I am doing this to enable people to treat me this way. I think, the, like, well, the problem is, I mean, from my armchair quarterback over here, <laughs> the problem I would see is you have a feeling that you're also owed something when you do all this good thing, all these good yeah. things, which, it's like, why which is kind of toxic. Exactly. Where yeah. it's like, why can't like, like why can't somebody treat me the way I treat them? Right. Which, you know, growing up, it's a golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. And so if you go above the That's such a lie people, though now, you know? It is. It's such a fucking lie. Because you don't, not everyone wants to be treated the way you want to be treated, obviously. Exactly. Like, and so I had the issue of, like, doing the fucking most all the time. And, you know, like, I was like, I know this is a me problem. Like, mm. I can't sit here and be like, I have no faults. Like, I'm clearly enabling people to treat me this way. Right. Um, And so, like, going through that process and being like, okay, now I know that these are things that I shouldn't, like, give so freely. Like, I shouldn't give my time so, like, freely. I shouldn't, like, give these acts of service so, like, like off the bat, you know, like right. I shouldn't go and, um, 
I just like shouldn't have a lot of I shouldn't do a lot of the things that I do. I should have people earn trust versus me. Like I've always been like, I'm going to trust you until you prove me otherwise. And I kind of switched my mentality to be like, I'm going to be skeptical, skeptical of you um, until like you show me that I should trust you and that like you are a good person. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's gotta be some sort of equal or not equal, but healthy balance between who you naturally are and, and naturally are and who now you're trying to be, which is untrustworthy of people until they give you a reason to trust them. I think there's some sort of balance there. Um, I would have assumed reading you that you would have been untrustworthy of people right off the bat because of all that anxiety you talk about you having. Yeah. But I also like, I also try to feel, I try to tell myself that there is like people are inherently good. Do you believe that now? Um, <laughs> you know, I'm working on that with my therapist. I like to, <laughs> I'm uh, hopeful. I think that there is like some good aspects of everybody. Like I think that people's perspectives can change. I, I would um, say, I would say I inherently believe most people are good. Um, I would say the great majority I think are good. I think, um, people get raised and nurtured a certain way to become, have opinions that are thoughts that aren't so good. I mean, the only people that I think aren't inherently good are those like psychopaths that are missing that, that empathy gene or whatever they have, whatever they're missing. There's some sort of bro science out there. I'm, I'm using bro science, but there's some sort of study out there. I think that like all those serial killers have are missing that, that part where they, they lack empathy. So I think those people obviously aren't good, but I think great majority of people are at least born good and then nurtured into a way that they become not. How how would you feel if um, how would you feel if somebody was like I choose not to have empathy, like what would you take away from that? I would say that's unless I'd say that's really hard to, for me to believe that you could choose not to have empathy. It's interesting. It, People are like I just choose not to be sad, and I'm like, all right, well, good for you. Like, I, if you choose not to be sad, then I think you're repressing a lot of like I I think it's healthy to have a wide range of emotions in your life. Or in a year, not even a year, a month, a day, who knows, whatever. I think that I think it's healthier to be emotionally aware of what you're feeling and why you're feeling rather than being like, I'm not sad. I'm fine. Whatever. Doesn't matter to me. This doesn't hurt at all. I'm just going to yeah. keep going about my day. I, yeah. I think those people eventually, that like wears away at them more, more so than keeping that that knife sharp by um, being aware of your emotions totally i'm like moving around in the seat and i feel like i heard sticking it sticking to the seat and i'm like oh great now this could be on the mic and it's gonna sound like i'm like i don't know i should, not be, <laughs> sitting, I should be sitting on a seat that's like not like cushiony what are you sitting on leather, a leather I'm sitting seat? on like a leather like stool thing oh i'm sitting on a wooden chair so well, that doesn't sound comfortable. no it's not but i've been doing this for such a long time that i'm just used to it I know you have been doing this for a very long time. I actually, um, when I was in Mexico, I was going to try to listen to one of your podcasts because I was like, I went to Mexico by myself and was like, I need podcasts to listen to. <laughs> and then I was like, could it download anything? And I was like, great. And the only thing that I had downloaded was this like John Gottman podcast. So I like re-listened to that. Nice. And, and I had a couple episodes of uh, God Save the People. Okay. Or pod, yeah, Pod Save the People. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, I should have listened to Tony's you should have, but you know what? Coming in here blind is probably your best bet. Great. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I had on two weeks ago uh, an Assyrian 
Catholic deacon Trump supporter. You should have listened to that one. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> I'd have been like, yo, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I can't come on your show. You, you support this kind of person. I'd be like, yo, let's, let's both hop on a podcast real quick. I got some words. <laughs> I, I don't know if I've gotten to the point where I want to have a debate podcast yet. Maybe one day. But oh, no. right now, it's, it's, I don't really challenge anyone on their opinions, per se. I just kind of listen. Oh, what's that like crazy guy? His Alex something. Oh, Alex Jones. Yeah, and he was on the podcast. Um, he was Joe on Joe Rogan. Rogan. Yeah, they yeah. did about a four-hour podcast. It was pretty fucking hilarious. Yeah, I listened to part of it while I was cooking. I mean, he's got Once. some wild out there things going on. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think he's doing that for show, or do you think he's legit crazy, or what's going on in his brain? I think it's a bit of both, but that is a really good segue to aliens. Right. I That's where say. I was going with that. <laughs> you took it away from me. <laughs> Aliens. Oh, okay, do you believe- we've talked about this, but I think I don't think that- we've no. We and you have never talked about aliens. Uh, yeah, you've hinted I- at wanting to talk about aliens, especially once I brought up that I do- I wanted to do a podcast with you. We're like, we could talk about aliens. <laughs> sure, we could talk about aliens. I know, I know, it was through text, but you know, I was like, we could talk about aliens. Yeah, like all just like weird about it. What is, um, What do you want to talk about when it comes to aliens? I'm I'm really fascinated with this guy. I'm really fi- with Alex Jones. With space. No, with space. Oh. And with with the sky, like I really do believe that um, there are things out there, and like especially when okay, I feel like I need to get off this seat because it's making all this noise because I keep like moving around. <laughs> well, you're getting excited talking about aliens, literally. Um, but yeah, I think that there's like I don't know if you saw um, the FBI FBI released like a bunch of footage mm. um, about aliens. I didn't see that in particular. Oh, there's so many interesting things. I do believe that there's aliens out there. Um, I mean, the, the likelihood that there are aliens out there is, is there. It is likely that there are aliens out there because th- this Earth. Just thinking about it mathematically, this Earth having life. This the odds of this happening again in an infinite universe is likely. Like th- th- this can't be the only place where the perfect mix of ingredients created life. Yeah, I feel that. Here's the thing. If there's like any like aliens listening to this and can decode this podcast because they're like, yo, like the Jock and the Nerd podcast is like where it's about. That, that's where it's at, and we gotta listen to it. If there's any aliens listening, like I am hella down to get abducted. Like <laughs> I am so down. You know where I'm at. Like, Here, but here's a scary like thing though consent. about aliens. Uh-huh. If they can hear this, or if they they're aware of us, that means they are. Like infinitely beyond us in terms of technology. Yeah, T- dope. Like, I, well, yeah, but then they could also just be like, "Fucking hell!" Like, there's this. I heard it, I think on Joe Rogan's show, but like, there's a joke that they would, they a bit that they would run where it was like the aliens view Earth as like their their fucking Las Vegas or their brothel. They're like, "Oh, those fucking idiots over there. I We're know. gonna go over there and have a great time with those fucking pigs. We're gonna get the hell out of there because they're so fucking backwards." I mean, probably. Like, it's, no, believe- it's very likely if they find us, they're one hundred percent like way better than us in terms of technology and life and evolution. Dude, they, it would be like keeping up with the humans, right? Well, how, or right, what would yeah, it that be? we we would be their reality TV show. Exactly. What would it be called though? It'd be like, but um, we'd be their reality TV show. We'd be like Planet Earth when like all the ants are running around the the fucking. Uh, ground or something like that. Like that's what we yeah. would be. 
Do you believe that we're, well, how do you feel about simulation theory? That we're living in a simulation? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, a guy way smarter than me, Elon Musk, has already floated that. I think he believes it. Oh, there's so many, like, crazy, like, astro... Like, I mean, there, there's no way of disproving so. it. I mean, apparently, I'm terrible at math, but right. um, it was once explained to me in terms of math, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, well, there, there is the theory that we're already cyborgs, and the theory is we have our phones, so we're way more connected to technology than we've ever been. We don't need to learn anything. We can what just Google it. Be- what happens when you become self-aware in a simulation? You know what I mean? Like what happens? Your then? world crumbles, right? And if we're sitting here, we're like, yo, we are living in a fucking simulation and our world is that crumbling. What does that mean? I mean, technically the that world mean, is that fucking mean, crumbling. That means that, that means that they've built um, tons and tons of, uh, they've, they've accounted for this when they built the simulation and built tons of API or whatever the fuck kind of technolo- technological term that you need to, account for this so that they could block against this as well. Because technically, if you were aware that this was a simulation and you still didn't, your world still didn't crumble, then you'd be like, then there's something blo- inhibiting that from crumbling, right? Yeah. It, something, there's some sort of program that's coming into you going, it's okay, so you're fine, you're now aware, it's still fine. Yeah, I guess so. Right? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe I just watched The Matrix too much. I don't know. It's funny because the people that are that believe in simulation theory don't believe in a higher being, right? They don't they're like, oh yeah, no, we live in a simulation, but I don't believe like the universe is real. Like I don't believe that like you can manifest something. And it's like, okay, but what a part of your simulation is that like you can sit here, you have like leveled up to like you've you've like reached the like top level of being like, yeah, I'm gonna make a million dollars today, and you could. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like there's a lot of contradictions with a lot of people who believe that. What, what are your thoughts on this? And I heard this on Joe Rogan's as well. What do you think of the idea, no pun intended, that ideas are life forms? And here's what I mean, what I mean by that. Ideas float around and they jump from body to body and they inhibit the body for a second and it's on you, the host, to grab that life form and make it grow. And yeah, when it, that's when, cool. And when, the, when you don't grab it, it floats to another body. It's like, this motherfucker's an idiot. I'm going to someone else. Like, for instance, your business ideas. What if, what if those ideas were floating around all sorts of people and it just happened to inhibit your body for a second? And you're like, aha, I got it. I'm going to grab this and I'm going to grow this little life form into a little business. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I'm sure that like a lot of the ideas that we had are not original. Right. You know, like, the, like it, there, I, was, I forgot what podcast I was also listening to, but it's talking about how there's no such thing as an original idea and everything is inspired by something else. Absolutely. Um, so I believe that. Like, I feel like, you know, this isn't the first, per- like, I'm not the first person to be here and be like, yo, I want to, like, start this, like, marketing company or, like, yo, I want to do this network or I want to I make this supplement company. I want to make this pillow. Like, mm-hmm. there are things. It's just about, like, the amount of energy and, like, passion that you have to create something. Like, right. am I here passionate about, like, making, like, things that I make? No, but I'm passionate about the challenge. Right, 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 right. Um, and there's some people that I feel like, you know, they come to me with really great ideas, but they don't know how to facilitate these ideas to become like an actual real thing. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel very blessed to have like the relationships that I have and the connections that I have been able to cultivate because like, like I, I've never done any of this on my own. Like a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I'm self-made, I'm self-made. But like at the end of the day, like you're not though. Like you went through so many other people to get to where you're at. Right. You know, it's like. 
you, at some point you, you used the resources it. you had in your life to do something with it. Exactly. But it wasn't by yourself. No, not at all. And yeah, so I think that that's a really interesting idea. It's typically a race to see who's able to accomplish something first. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, there's probably a lot of other people who may have the idea on how to cure cancer but do not have the resources to be able to do it. Yeah, true. I, I want to go back to aliens, though, because we, 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 yeah. we need to go back. <laughs> uh, again, you got to listen to Rogan's podcast with Bernie, but they end it, and Rogan goes, by the way, if you become president, will you tell me if there's aliens or not? He's like, he's, Bernie's like, yeah, I'll let you know. Didn't he say that? He did say, like, if he's like, oh, yeah, if I become president, I'll tell everybody about aliens. So that's right. where it came from. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, yeah, absolutely. He, he, well, I mean, he, I don't know if he believes it, but he was like, yeah, if there's, if there is secret, like White House files on aliens, he was like, yeah, I'll tell people about it. Do you think that, like, what damage could it really do if everybody knew about aliens? Oh, my God. I mean, I think it could do a lot of damage. I mean, you, you, a lot of this world still believes in one God, one, you know, one that would, that would destroy their, their, when you attack religion, you're just you're attacking the fabric of people's being. Yeah, you know, like if we're looking thinking about this as a, a simulation, religion for a lot of this world is a construct that they base their entire life off of. So to take x amount of years of life believing in some sort of in whatever religion you believe in, and then go, nope, that's not true. the 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 most powerful man in the world says there's actually aliens. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like people will sit there and pick and choose what they want to believe in. Sure. You know, see, people that are like, oh, yeah, I'm a man of God are going to sit there and cheat on their wives. Right. And like, like, you can't sit there, you can't sit and choose. Like, I feel like organized religion is actually, oh, are we going to get into religion right now? Are we going to get into <laughs> aliens? Well, you can, you can take wherever you want. I have lots of thoughts about organized religion. Like, I grew up Catholic. Like, I had a Yeah, well, you're Filipino. Yeah, and I like had a brief stint in my life where I was like, really into being Catholic and like I would like volunteer on Wednesdays and and like volunteer my time to children um at Our Lady of Lords in Northridge to like like volunteer with like teaching kids about God. Mm-hmm. You know, and it like got to a point where I'm like, if there's a God then why are all these bad things? Like I can't sit here and feel that like my entire life is up to somebody else. Like I make my life. Like I think that there's such thing as like wanting to have like a another person like how do, how do I explain this like wanting to be able to like uh to blame on somebody else oh, right, right. or like um look up to somebody else for like the good and the bad mm-hmm. when in reality I feel like you make a lot of that on your own and I think it's like helpful to be grateful to someone or something like when I'm very grateful for my life I'm like thank you god right and it's also easy for me to blame, like why, like why is God doing this to me? Right. But in reality, it's like, you know, there, there's something else that I read. It was about karma, and it was like, be careful um, who you save because you might be interrupting someone's karma. Huh. Like that's true. Like, uh, my, I see good go things. I see good things happen to bad people, and I'm like, why? Uh, my thoughts on karma is karma is. Karma is only relevant when it's convenient for you. And what I mean by that is you only re- pick out karma. You only pick and choose when karma is relevant. Like you're like, man, I, 
I had a great day, great day today. Like I, I got, I got the job. It's probably because I did a lot of good things in the community. That's yeah. probably what it is, right? Like it's only happy. Karma is only relevant when it happens to you, or you're like, man, I had a really bad day. It's probably because I was mean to someone. It's like, no, you had a bad day because you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. But you don't want to admit that, so you want to blame it on this mythological thing called karma. So explain away the fact that maybe you're just not confronting your fucking issues. So what's the line between karma and manifestation? I think it just helps to think positively. I don't think... So manifesting things is like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. You're thinking positively. I've never met anyone that is a complete shithead every fucking day of their life and is a negative Nancy and accomplices shit. Mm-hmm. Like having a negative attitude that that energy of negativity rubs off on other people. Like, oh, like you were talking about negative energy online. Like anyone that's outwardly negative in real life, who actually hangs out with those people? Yeah, this you is know? true. Like I think the energy is real. I don't think the karma of... Like I don't think this like the concept of karma is necessarily all that real. I think it's your like your energy, your vibe, um, how you outwardly project yourself. Because at the end of the day, like you said, no one is really self-made. You have to have the help of some people in your life, and to make an impression on those people, you have to be someone that is liked and someone that might be positive, or someone that might be able to put the impression on someone else that they can help you or that they can. They are valuable. There's some sort of worth there. And providing worth means you have to have a positive sort of energy. Yeah, that's true. I think a lot of like people who are inherently negative, they take a lot of energy out of me. Like, right. I think there's a difference between people who are just like currently unhappy and like are just like having a rough patch or something and then people who are just like negative. Right. People that are go through a rough patch but like are not necessarily negative are, are types of people that you want to help. But someone that is consistently negative, you're like, uh, I'm trying to hang out with you. I'm not, I'm not going out with you. I've gone to the point too where I'm like, like out of, just like out of like uh, curiosity for like things, I'll be like, like, why do you actually feel that way? Or like, why would you even say something like that? Like, does that, like, what does that actually do for you? Oh, yeah, I'm very into the why for why people act the way yeah, they it's, do. It's, like, not meant to be, like, catty or, like, throwing shade. It's more of, like, actually being interested in the reasons why people do things. Like, like what is the psychology behind you doing that? And a lot of the times they're like, oh, I don't know. Like, I just did. And it's like, what you say should have intention, right? Mm. Like, what you do should have intention. And if your intention is like to cause something negative because it offends you, then fine. But if it's just to like call it out because you want other people to feel bad, then like, what is it? Mm. Yeah. I think that there's um, like the psychology is really interesting. It sucks. It's like a lot of people go to school for psychology, but it's hard to kind of like use like what you've learned and parlay that into videos. something. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's something that should definitely be like, that should have like a bigger focus, like especially with mental health, you know, like, a lot of it comes down to like how like I'm in, the therapist that I go to. She specializes in cognitive behavior therapy, mm-hmm. which essentially helps me realize like the reason why my brain um, is why it like acts the way that it does. So how I interpret things, mm-hmm. um, and like I'm able to like rewire that. And like if I didn't have like there's so many things that she's helped me through that I wouldn't have been able to realize myself. And I think I'm very self aware, but. Like having a psychologist 
or psychiatrist or whatever mental health professional like walk you through the process and point out things that you've like never really been able to point out before is like life changing. Mm-hmm. When did you realize you were like, you know what? I need to start taking this serious, this mental health thing seriously. Um, honestly, for a very, very long time, like I was, um, you know, I, I like suffered with like uh, anxiety and depression. I was like on medication when I was younger. Um, and I like got off of it myself because I was like, I don't want to like sit here and be medicated. Like, I need to like figure. I need to work through my own issues and see if it's something that I can work through on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm lucky enough to have been able to do that because I know that like it's it's difficult. Some people aren't aren't able to. Some things are just like a, a huge. It's a chemical imbalance. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I still have days where like I shut down and I don't want to see anybody or, and like talk to anybody and I like will sleep for like thirty six hours straight. <laughs> Like lucky, it's like, but it's it's like dark, you know. And I have no reason for it. My life <laughs> will be like dark. amazing, and like literally, I would have like the like my life is literally perfect. And I'll wake up one day and I'm like, wow, like I, it's just I, I can't I have no energy. I just like want to sleep and cry. Are, do you for, think for no reason? Are you a handful to date? Hmm? Are you a handful to date for, um, in this instance? No, I think. I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. Ask my other ask partners. Um, are you single or are currently dating? Uh, um, <laughs> or you can you not you don't have to answer that. Um, I am currently dating. Oh, date the date is now. Does dating mean you have a boyfriend? No. Okay, I I, I always like <laughs> girls always or even guys always get these like terms. Inter- they're interchangeable sometimes with people. Like, what are we? Oh god, yeah, no. I've um I got out of a, like a, a re- I got out of a relationship really recently. Damn, um, right back on the saddle. Um <laughs> it, it was like a it was a very interesting relationship and it was very different than anything that I've like ever really experienced. Um very like on and off and stuff and you know sometimes it just doesn't work out and yeah, it's it's a lot. Sometimes it just doesn't work out and like you, you know, sometimes things are over like long before they're like officially over. I feel like, like that happens there. a lot in relationships. Yeah, and like you sit there and you like try to grasp at things and like like okay, let's try to make it work again and like you know, sometimes it just doesn't fit sometimes. So right, um, but yeah, no, like dating. I'm not. A, I'm not like a huge like dater person. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I was in a long term relationship for about four years and like. Then was single for like three years and like dated a couple guys here and there, but never like was on my like Tinder game. I've only gone in two app dates. Really? I've ever. I, I've never done. I've never gone on an app date. Yeah, no, don't ever do it. It's no? the worst thing ever. No. If anybody who I've like gone on app dates with is listening, <laughs> like, like I'm sorry, man. Like, that's what 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 about the paid date. ones? Do you think that's paid a different ones. level? Like the one, well, not the apps, but like the. What is it? There's, I think there's coffee meets bagel. The the one the e harm the ones where you're online like filling oh. out your profile, actually putting money into it. Um, I think the only one that I would think of is probably Raya. Like Raya, oh, I've never heard of that. Ugh. Okay, so Raya goes through a whole like approval process, and like I signed up for it when I was like, I don't know when it first came out. Like I was still living in down. I was still living in L.A. And I'd just gone out of my, like, four-year relationship, and I, like, tried to get on Raya, and I was, like, not shit, you know? Like, I, I like, didn't have a great job. I was I was young. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I've still been on the, like, waiting list. Oh, still. what the fuck? Still, yeah. And you have to pay, like, 
$10 a month or something and I'm still on the fucking waiting list. And like to me, it, it's at the point where I'm just like, I just want to be on Rise so I can fucking see what it is. I don't really want to date like people on there. I just like want to see. Um, but yeah, no, dating apps fucking suck. I'm not a huge dater. For the longest time, I was like really down to just like be alone and like like to the point that I was down to volunteer to go to Mars by myself. Like, I'm like, they're like, we just want people who are like really down and just like go on their own and like maybe create like life out there with like the people that get sent up there. And I was like, you know, I have nothing really to leave. Like, there's nothing really tying me to Earth. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm fucking down to go to Mars. Like, sure. Like, I have no love interest. I don't really care to like, you know, do that. But, um, side yeah. note about Mars, this made me, this made me think of this. Have you, you, you know who Neil deGrasse Tyson is? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So he was also on Rogan's podcast. He's been on a few times, but everyone talks about how like if a meteor was coming towards Earth, uh-huh. you know, like the one of the plans would be let's just go to fucking Mars, right? Mm-hmm. And he completely debunked that. He's like, if we if that is what's going to happen, if a meteor or something's going to come towards Earth and we have the technology capability to go to Mars, then we have more than enough technology capability to divert the fucking asteroid or meteor. Oh, yeah, totally. He's like, we. You could do anything else but that, because that that you'd, you'd be wasting your resources trying to transport. Was it seven billion people to Mars? Yeah, totally. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, but I know they they were taking like applications for people to like go out there, and I was like, Hell you were like, like no. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I'm going to Mars. We're gonna create life out here. Yeah. I'd be like, yo, I'm going to start a CBD business. It's cool. It'll be legal there. Like, <laughs> I mean, anything. There's probably no laws. Yeah, I'm going to make a law where like um, people can't be mean on social media. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, no, that would be dope. Like, I'd be like, yeah, I, I fucking I was one of the first people that settled on Mars. Like, back <laughs> in my day, we lived on Earth. Um, All because you're not a dater. <laughs> No. <laughs> I was just like, and I thought I was like, yeah, there's nothing time here. No, not a huge dater. I think relationships are really fucking tricky. I think dating is fucking awkward. Um, I also it's like fucking awkward. Hey, Jay, you don't Jay, like learning about someone. I, I like learning about people, but I think dating is fucking awkward. Like I mean, uh. I'm hella awkward. Like the two dates that I went on, I was like, I think. Um, one day the first app date that I went on, I think the first thing I said was like, yo, I don't want to come here. My sister forced me. <laughs> Because I was like, I don't, I don't like app date. I don't like going on dates. Like, I don't like meeting random people on the internet. Like, it's just not my thing. But my like sister challenged right. me to um, go on one app date this year. Get out of your comfort zone a little bit. She can't. She was like, go on one app date this year. Just go on one. And it was like January fifth or something. And I was like, down. Like, I was like, I'm gonna get this shit over with. Mm-hmm. Um. How, how did that go? Uh, not well. Not really. No, he was like. I mean, he, he, uh, no, no, he was like, he like, was like, oh, you live in a studio by yourself in Williamsburg? Like, oh, so you're paying for the check, right? You got it like that. And I was like, oh, that's a weird thing to say. It's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's a strange vibe to give off. Yeah. It was very, very weird. Yeah. It was not about it. Um, then again, it's not about what you say. It's the tone and your timing. I feel like you can get away. There, guys can, or, or girls can get away with a lot of different things with just timing and tone. Yeah, and it was supposed to be, like, a cheese and wine date, and, like, that's how I kind of, like, validated going on this date, and, like, we had no cheese, so oh. fail. Um, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm i not a huge, like, I, I like to meet people organically, mm. um, which is, like, so fucking cliche. Um, I, I agree. I'm, I'm the same way. I like to meet people 
when I meet them, not with yeah. the intent of like looking for a partner through this media construct that we have created, which has produced a lot of relationships and a lot of hookups, but still, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I much, I much rather rather meet someone in person and see what go, what happens. Yeah. And I think it's also important to build a foundation. Like for me, a foundation is very key. If you start off in a really fucked up place, like your foundation is not there and it takes a lot more effort to like, build, like you, you've already built something, right. And like, even if it's not stable, then you have to like try to break it down and rebuild. And that foundation is just fucked up. Mm. And so like, I believe in being able to try to start friendships first and like, like get to know people versus like going in with the intention of like, yo, I want to date you. Um, do you, do you have a lot of guy friends that you, well, not a lot, but I'll let you answer. Do you have guy friends that you've built a friendship with? And then you're like, Oh fuck, he likes me. God damn it. Um, I think growing up like in high school, that was definitely a thing. And that was not a thing being an adult now. Um, I think uh, like my really close guy friends, um, we've had like so much history that it's a little bit like, it's a little weird. Like I don't really worry about that. Got it. Especially because like, you know, we sit there, like I have like, like some of my best guy friends will like sleep in the same bed and be completely like platonic. Um, I've even had guys that I've like dated that Mm -hmm. like, we're like, yeah, I I don't think it's going to work. And like, are still friends, you know? Mm, Um, And, like, we'll, like, see, like, if I'm in L.A. or they'll, like, come visit me in New York and, like, it be completely platonic and we're just friends. Hmm. Um, It's very, That's rare, rare. by the way. Super, super rare. (laughs) Um, I have, like, friends that I've, like, hooked up with and, like, um, have, like, been, like, oh, yeah, we're just, like, friends who hook up and, like, still completely fine. I think Hmm. it all has to do with, like, boundaries and making sure, like, you set expectations, like, um, that friend is like somebody that when I was living in LA, I would always like hook up with and like, no, mm-hmm. I think till this day, none of our friends knew that we would ever do that. That's good. Yeah. And we we're always just like, cool. Um, that's pretty neat. It's, I, it's very, <laughs> very fucking rare. That is, that is very rare. Incredibly lucky. Um, that like, I, I have those sorts of things. I, it's a lot easier now, like being older. Hmm. And being like knowing how to navigate through those situations a little bit better, not the best, but a little bit better. And who knows? Maybe after this fucking podcast, I'm like completely wrong. Like Carolyn, that's not true. Like I always cared. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I always hoped you would come around. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. We. Who knows? Who knows? Um, I've had friends that I was like really close to, and then I like developed feelings for, and was just like, nope can't do that like and i like shut it down you, you, you stop it yeah right why, why would you do that um because i would value like that the friendship rather than the risk of a relationship yeah which is like not fair and it goes to the whole like oh it's like friend zoning thing but i think i i value my friendships more than a lot of my relationships like if my friends do not like like it is very important for me for my partners to meet my friends mm-hmm. um because they see things that i don't see yeah. Your friends, you're saying? Yeah, and if like my friends do not like my partner, that is like a clear, like, red flag for me. Um, that should be a red flag for most people. I would agree. You think? I mean, I, I should have like listened in like some relationships where I was like, "Are you sure, Karen?" And they're always supportive, or they're like, "Like we we love you, and I like we want you to be happy." I don't know if he's like the correct one for you, but mm-hmm. like you know, if that's what you want to do, like it's fine. <laughs> um. Yeah, and I think it's 
like relationships should it should be easy. Like I think yeah. that they like they take work, but it should never feel like it's a job. That's yeah, that's a good way to put it. It, it does take work, but it shouldn't it shouldn't feel like a burden or an obligation. Mm-hmm. I also don't really I don't think I've ever I don't think I've posted any guy that I've like like on my feed, like any guy I've been in a relationship with. Well, it's because you're an influencer and you got to keep yourself single on there in your feed. Ugh, not even. <laughs> I haven't posted anybody since my four year relationship. Really? Yeah, on my feed. What about do you? You have your private Facebook or Instagram, right? Do you still do that? Um, I did, but I stopped because I. Oh, you stopped that. Yeah, like I got to the point where I was like, I'm just posting whatever the fuck I want, anyways. Like it doesn't really matter. Ah, uh, okay. Um, I'll probably get back on it when I have more time and like post like the stupid, funny stuff, but. I feel like, like that's yeah. Like a lot of people on Instagram are like, "Oh, do you have a boyfriend?" And like, usually if I if I'm like dating someone to the point where like the person I'm dating and I are both comfortable sharing that with people, I'll be like, "Yes." But when I'm not dating anybody, I still don't say I don't speci- I don't answer mainly because I don't want like an influx of people being like, "Oh, here's my dick." Like people used to send me dick pics all the fucking time. <laughs> Is that oh. ever such? Is there ever a situation where you're like, "Ooh, a dick pic"? No. If, it, if I don't ask for it, don't fucking send it to me. I I don't think people send it to me anymore because I used to screenshot it and I'd post it on my story and I'd put it on blast. I remember you doing that actually. Oh, yeah. I thought that was hilarious. Oh yeah, and then we'd like I I like took this idea from um a couple of friends of mine who would like find their like moms and sisters and like aunts and cousins and stuff and be like, "Look at how so and so is behaving on the internet." Mm-hmm. And I'm like down, so I'd like try to do that. I've like Venmo requested people for like cruel and unusual punishment, and been like, "Now, nah, dude, you owe me like five hundred dollars for like sending me a picture of your dick because that's like not cool." <laughs> um, hasn't worked yet though. I haven't had anybody actually approve it, unfortunately. But I mean, it's worth the ask. Manifestation, it'll happen. Right. Uh, what dick about picks. you? Am I getting dick pics? No, I don't get very many dick pics. <laughs> Are you dating anybody? How's like? How's it like being on the internet as like a man? <laughs> I'm, well, I'm not on the. I mean, I'm on the internet as in uh, with my podcast and just browsing things that I like to read. But I'm not on social media all that often. I mean, I don't really tweet anymore. I my tweets are in the thousands, but that was all from age 24 and under, probably. Mm. Um, I'm barely on Facebook. I'm I'm only on Instagram to look at other things and then occasionally post something. So I'm not really and I don't, I don't have any of the dating apps. So I'm like the wrong guy to ask. So okay, one thing is I really hate the fact that your Instagram handle is what it is because I could never find you. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> I'm always like at Tony and I'm looking for like Tony K and I'm like, oh no, he has the one that starts with one. And I'm like, Yeah. Oh. Well so the where that came from is this is from college? Oh, it's from high school. So on my aim, remember those days? Um, I had on my profile. So my aim handle was Filipino Mix Two O O Zero, and it, like capital F, lowercase I, capital L, so on and so forth. Um, super extra for a high schooler. And in my profile, uh, if you clicked on me or whatever the hell it was, I had there was only one Tony K, and someone in college took that and was like. Oh, so you're like the one and only. So then I started running with that as this thing of me. I ri- I ran with this persona of being this cocky asshole in college, and I kind of believed it a little bit. Um, but yeah, that was my thing. So then when I was creating my Instagram or whatever, like even my Twitter is one and only TK, 
So that's where that came from. And it's now it's to the point where I don't feel like changing it. So it I is what it. it is. I can never find you. <laughs> I'm like, man, what the fuck? Is, like, that's why when he finally got on, I was like, yeah, I've been trying to like post this thing for like five minutes now. I don't know how to find you on Instagram. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, a lot, it's good to tag the, the jock and nerd thing. That's a little bit better. The one and only. No one really, no one really goes to that for any of my podcast stuff. So yeah. it's not as. But still, I wonder if Eileen's like, oh, what? They're still friends? Oh, I asked Aileen to be on the show, too, at one time. So one day I'll set that up. Ooh, I wonder how... I feel like because I feel like I have a like a, a high voice when I yeah. listen to myself, but her voice is like way higher than mine. And then I'm curious to see how her voice would sound well, like. Well, I, I had on a couple, maybe like five or six episodes ago, I had a phone sex operator on oh, who uh, who had a really high voice as well. High, what, a sex operator and the high voice? Yeah, yeah. Or, Maybe high isn't the right word to describe it, but she had a very distinct voice. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you're, you're definitely a little bit more low-key in, in comparison to hers. Oh, hell yeah. I've always <laughs> wanted to, like, call my number 1-800-555. Like, oh, it's I've super seductive. Radio, yeah, I've always wanted, like, a radio voice. You think you have a radio voice? Oh, no, I don't. I've always wanted one. <laughs> What's my voice like? You have a you have like the podcast voice. Do At I? first when I like when you popped on I was like is this Tony? Like, I actually <laughs> haven't heard his voice in like 3 years. Yeah. I don't really remember. Um yeah, no. It's it's you do have the podcast voice for sure. Yeah, I I I definitely have the voice where it's something you could if you if if it's interesting listen to and it's not distracting. It's not like super distinct you don't want something too distinct where you're like this is a gimmick but you don't want something like unpleasing to the ears either you want something just like a little more mellowed out a little chill it's like oh yeah i'm like driving in my car and i'm listening to this oh yeah i wonder i like considering we had some mic issues and when i talk i like move with my hands and like my body is all over the place i wonder if it's like whoa no (laughs) i don't think it i think your your audio will be completely fine okay thank god (laughs) <laughs> all right we need to cheers because we only cheers once and um i feel weird drinking alone because i'm drinking out of a bottle of hennessy and uh, straight out of the bottle oh yeah nice cheers respect here cheers boom did you actually hear that i did oh sick okay <laughs> Damn, so you're your really- mic is sensitive oh but you can't really hear me okay no i can hear you it's just for whatever reason the audio wasn't uh recording as loud but i could still hear you Oh, so you could hear me like swishing around in this chair still. Could hear everything. Oh fuck. Great. That's what but you have a real mic, so that's why. Oh yeah, like a pro. Shout out to <laughs> how would you even say this? R O D E. Is it road? R O D E Road, probably or Rody or I don't know. Shout out to this mic company for <laughs> this mic. Providing the audio <laughs> for Carolyn tonight. Sponsored by <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything you wanna wanted want wanted to cover as well before we close up shop? Uh, I don't know. I, re- <laughs> Not to I just, put you like, on a spot I just really hope that this is like an interesting podcast. Like, what if it's like boring? What if all the good stuff was at the end and people are like, and everyone skipped oh. out? Yeah. Well, we the should think about. We should start with that. We it's should like start the with bloopers. Like, what if everything is like the good part? Yeah. Like what I just said, <laughs> it should be in the beginning as the teaser, and so you get them hooked, and then they're like, oh, what is in the end? And then we end with like. Hey guys, sorry that was really boring. Like I tricked you though. Like I got it. I got you. 
you know, I, I wish I could do that, but the whole the whole point of the show is to, for it to be unedited. So that would kind of defeat the purpose of oh, shit. what I'm trying to accomplish here. I'm trying to I'm trying to do the Joe Rogan thing where we oh. just put on the mic and record. Fuck. So there's no editing in this in this thing right now. The only thing that'll be edited is the begin. So after we're done, I will record an intro, and I will talk about just introducing you and maybe what you do or whatever. And then there'll be some EDM music. I think it's like dubstep. And then we just go right into me and you talking. What? Why dubstep? Uh, because when so my co-host, who's the nerd, which is what you're seeing on here, his name's Imran. Mm-hmm. He was picking out music, and he knows I like EDM, and it, it's kind of a running joke within the podcast that I don't really like real music. So he put that in and I was like, yeah, this is definitely awesome. I'll take the, the fucking dubstep as my intro. Man. I was going to say, you guys should see, um, you guys should see a couple of my friend DJs for some music. Well, yeah, we're at, yeah. um, well, I have a friend, his name is slight work with no I. Okay. So like slight, slight work with no vowels. I have a girl for a DJ. Her name is six Ella. Um, she's really good and they do like a couple shows in LA called Maybe Later. They're really good. Very, you know how you're talking about my music earlier, how they're very mm-hmm. like, um, moody. Yeah. Yeah. They're like moody and hype. They're f- fabulous. And I like what I go to their show whenever I'm in LA. Are they LA local LA DJs? Yeah. All right. Um, but right now, I mean, I'm really, I post all my music on, um, on my Instagram. So. What is your Instagram? My Insta- so people can follow you. Oh my god! Try since to- we've talked about it so much. <laughs> Did we though? Do you think we have? We talked about it a few times. I, I I've referenced it a few times as a, in a joking way. Oh yeah, my Instagram is Carolyn Zamora. Yeah, uh, but, but no you spell gonna- your name completely wrong. Yeah, it's not wrong. It's unique. Okay, there's a difference. <laughs> um, my it's spe- oh god, I hate doing this for people when like I'm on a call and they're like, oh, can you spell your name? And then I like K is in a kangaroo um a as in apple uh r as in raccoon like i never know what to say do you know the the army stuff what's that you know how like you know like do i know the army stuff yeah they're like k like 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 tango foxtrot oh yeah yeah yeah. what is it can you do it because i hate doing the kangaroo oh i No, I don't know it, but I know what you're referring to. Oh, shit. Okay, so how do you spell it? <laughs> what? Uh, I can spell your name. Well, okay. Well, K-A-R-A-L-Y-N. <laughs> right. Z as in zebra, because I have a lisp and I feel like it sounds like C sometimes. Uh, A-M-O-R-A. There you go. Wait, you have a lisp? I feel like it, no? No, you don't. Are you sure? Not even a, a slight lisp? No, I haven't heard you whistle at all, so no. Lisp. Okay. Well, I feel like when I say Z, it kind of sounds like C. No, I don't think you have a lisp. Oh, thank God. Well, I, I did go to like. You had a you had like the speech therapist. When I uh, when I was younger, I did voice lessons. Geez, you had like everything. <laughs> <laughs> you had speech lessons. You see a counselor. You had anger management. You sat around in a dark room for years. You sleep. You hibernate for thirty six hours. Oh yeah, great. Jeez, no, you I, take uh, all this medicine. I wanted to I wanted to sing when I was younger and so I did voice lessons and like one of the things was like I really want to I can't be a singer. Like I can't sing for fun. I never wanted to be like a real singer. Mm-hmm. I can't sing for fun and have a lisp. Like it's just not gonna happen. So I, I like worked on getting rid of that. Got it. Yeah. Do you wait, do you have a voice? No. Oh, well then that's gonna that's gonna hinder your singing career. 
Yeah, I like never uh, for as much as like a workaholic I was, I never wanted to train my voice. So I would like, you know, you have. Is to, that like, possible to like train your voice to become a good singer? Oh yeah, hundred really? percent. Oh totally. And you're I, not just born with it, like Maybelline. No, compare Beyonce and like Destiny's Child to where she is now. Voice lessons are real. I like. Hmm. Yeah, but she was born with a decent voice, right? Maybe, but um, who's who's a redheaded guy? Who uh, Ed Sheeran? <laughs> the redheaded guy. Yes, Ed, Ed Sheeran. Sheeran did not know how to sing, and he took lessons. There's videos of him when he couldn't sing. What the fuck? If I would have known that, I might have. I might have tried to sing. You I feel like being a singer is one of the coolest things ever. You have like a voice where you can like. I feel like you have a voice where you could sing. I mean, I can. I can hold a tone, but that's about it. Yeah, but still, I. I um. I actually like kind of fucked up my vocal cords because I would do recitals and I would all the cocaine in Vegas. No, people, I would never <laughs> practice. <laughs> Okay. And so I would go to my like voice lesson and like I never wanted her to know like that I didn't practice. So I would like belt out these like notes mm-hmm. and like I would and strain your vocal cords. Strain my vocal cords yeah. really, really bad. It's like you're not stretching them with the practice. Yeah. You gotta you gotta stretch before you run. Same with right. your, your voice. But um I don't know. I had know. no idea. Yeah, dude, you should do it. Well I'm not gonna do it now. I, th- 31 is a, is a, a weird time to start to become a singer. Um, I feel like there could be other, like, late, like, old singer. I don't even know how to Google that. Like, I wouldn't even know. Old singers? Old People thing. that were discovered as they got older. I mean, the good thing about Philip being part Filipino is I think I have the Filipino genes in that I, st- I still look younger than I am. Yeah, you don't look 31. You look like yeah. 12. Thank you. I appreciate that, actually. <laughs> um, so... That is going for me, but other than that, like, yeah, too much of a risk to try to become a singer at this point. You could just do it for fun. I could do it for fun, but again, what if what if I'm just wasting my money on lessons that won't even work? Hey, you know what? Like, if you don't try, you'll never know. This is true. I mean, I I have a damn good shower voice, or when I'm in the car, oh, I feel like yeah. I'm really good. The car acoustics are just you know they they got you. Oh yeah, Windows and you just. Up. Bl- yeah, windows up, blasting the music, and just belting out songs, and then like looking in the rearview mirror to watch yourself sing. That's always real fun. Are you? Do you have are your windows tinted? No, not at all. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't do that. My, I'd have to have. You're too much tinted. anxiety, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, I do it mostly. I don't sing as much when I'm pulled up at a light, but if I'm going like 35, 40, or on the highway, I'm belting out songs. If no, was, no one's no one's got time to look to, look to the other side and see what that other person's doing. Are you if sure? You do, go, and if you do, fuck yourself. I don't care. I'm singing. I love it. There's this guy in Brooklyn who has a top down convertible. Yeah. And in the summer, he just like he drives around in his like convertible through Williamsburg with his like radio blasting, just singing, like nowhere to go. He just drives like block through block through block. I I like he held past me like five times in like one day. Is he a good singer? No. Oh, he's just blasting music and he's so enthusiastic that yeah, it's intense. Yeah, and I'm, I like want to jump into the car with him and just like hang out with him. He seems great. <laughs> just ride away. Yeah, I'm like, like I like if if I was if I was walking with like well, I would see him a lot when I was like uh, when I was with my ex, and I, if he passed by and was like, hey, do you want to come in the car and hang out? I'd be like. Yo, I'll see you later. I'm gonna go jump into this car and go hang out with this like dude. He seems so fun. <laughs> and I like I I've to- I told my ex that I was like I would I would go in that car with him, like easy. I mean, 
Yeah. It's, I would well, I would just say in general though, so anyone that can sing is like super cool. No. I think I think I would much rather be a good singer than a good dancer. Really? I'd much yeah. rather be a good dancer. See, I feel like dancing that that talent starts to go away. No, but you danced for a while, didn't you? Did you did no, you not at all. At I mean, all? I've done like variety shows and stuff, um, but I've never like been in a group. Still. Man, I like dancing. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, like at a at a get together, you're not going to just get up and bust a move. Are you sure? But you can always be that guy, like this. Like he can sing. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm always like Eileen. Let's go dance. Or I'm like, <laughs> like, like any of my friends who I know are dancers. Like, oh my god, can you dance for us right now? And they're like. Really? Like Carolina, I'm like, I don't care. Can you like go like pop block and drop it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like singing singing is a much cooler party trick than dancing. I think they're all fun. I, I mean, they're know. all fun. Don't get me wrong. We're, we're we're rating things that are awesome. We're rating on scale of awesomeness. I just have dancing or singing higher. I think they're all. I don't even. Know. I can't choose. I would like if I could sing. I would just sing. I'd be like the annoying person that sings everything. That's the only thing that sucks is if you're a good singer, but you're in, like, you're that person that just is always singing, and it's like you get to the point where you're going, "Can you stop singing? I understand. I get it. You're a good singer, but you don't need to like rub it in my face that I, like, I don't come over to your house. I don't. I don't hang out with you and just play basketball all day because I'm a good basketball player. Yeah. Like, you don't see me dribbling all fucking day. True. I think I'm just like the annoying one that like well, doesn't know how to sing and will just sing everything anyway. So it's like, would you rather have the annoying person who can sing that sings all the time or the like annoying one who can't sing and still sings all the time? So. I mean, obviously, the person that can sing all the time, or <laughs> that can sing better, yes, but that's still annoying. And here I was priding myself on self-awareness. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's really it, I guess. Um, right. I don't really know. I don't know what else is interesting. I have anxiety about this being. Um, I know. I, I can feel it. I, I don't worry. the The podcast <laughs> is f- completely fine. It'll be a, a, as entertaining, if not more, than any of the other ones I've done. So, what I usually do. So, we'll wrap this up. What I usually do is I let the person at the end just plug whatever they want. I know you plugged your social media, but if you want to plug that again or plug some of the businesses that you're doing or whatever the fuck you want, now is your time. Ooh, okay, so many things. Uh, I'm going to plug Gravity Blankets, um, the weighted blanket company that I told you guys about. You guys could use my code for 25% off. It's Carolyn25. If you find my Instagram, you can spell my name. Uh, also get recoup.com, which is my supplement company for stimulant users, and modacharger.com, which is my jewel charger company. Nice. Yeah, I think. Awesome. They're pretty pretty decent plugs. Um, Those are good. There is a charity I want to plug called um, One Tree Planted. They will plant um, one tree for every dollar donated, and that's something that I'm really into right now. Um, so if people are interested in trying to do a little thing for our little earth, I would recommend trying to donate whatever you can. Fantastic. Well, Thanks for coming on, and hopefully we'll get to do this again sometime because I uh, I don't intend for these episodes to be just one time only. So we'll we'll get back to uh, get back around to having you on sometime soon. Yeah, let's see what the ratings are. Yeah, we'll see what let's the ratings see. are. See if we get canceled. <laughs> this is a Danger Entertainment podcast. DangerEntertainment.net. 
Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. I'm Jen. I'm Brian. And I'm Henno. We're three friends that talk about mental health, wellness, and our lives. Through articles and tips, we share what has worked for us on our paths overcoming depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, alcoholism, and addiction. Come join us on our journey. You can find us anywhere you listen to your podcast. Just search for The Crazy Life. Remember, wiggle your toes and just keep breathing. <laughs>